recorded? recorded? The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Financial obligations or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out? When life is too much to handle, use Apothecary Herbs Emotional Stress Formula. Feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope. Complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee. You've waited long enough. Call Apothecary Herbs now. Toll free 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in an untested vaccine, hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate for those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand, have a plan, have peace, and request your pandemic kit today. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. That's 866-229-3663, or thepowerherbs.com. If you have a heart condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom
I'm your resident herbalist, Wendy Wilson. Hope you had a great day. We're here to empower you. That's what we like to do here on Herb Talk. Yes, uh, thanks for joining us on the American Voice Radio Network and Magical Engineer Frank and I have a great show. We are going to be talking about some um, blood vessel dilating uh, drugs today. Uh, they're, sometimes they're called vasodilators. So if you know anybody that's been on those, hmm, you may want to listen up. Also, uh, we're going to be talking about living longer. You know, what's our what's our expiration date, really? And uh, we'll see how much time we have left over after that. We may get into some, you know, contagious type of uh, pathogens and things like that. Uh, but, and we do have a quack report. But before we get to that um, and all the good stuff, I want to say a big salute and semper fi to our righteous men and women in uniform always lifting them up in prayer. I'm praying for this country. I'm praying for righteous leadership. I'm God's hand be on us and the leader that he wills to be put into office. And I pray for protection in that process as well. So God's will be done, but he's got to hear from us. That's how this works. So hit the knees, seek the Lord's face, mind the time. And I do have my devotional, and today's devotional is a synopsis from John 15, uh, number 6, and Zephaniah Ready. And it goes like this, rest in me, my child. This time devoted to me is meant to be peaceful, not stressful. You don't have to perform in order to receive my love. I have boundless, unconditional love for you. So how it grieves me that my children are working for love, trying harder and harder, yet not feeling good enough to be loved. So be careful that your devotion to me does not become another form of work. I have you to come into my presence joyfully and confidently, and you have nothing to fear, for you wear my own righteousness. So you will see there's no condemnation, only love and delight, and uh, be blessed, and my face shines radiantly upon you, giving you peace. Amen to that. I'll tell you, uh, that's... uh, little time with the Lord each and every day makes the day a whole lot better. Start your day off like that. And don't forget to end your day with a little prayer. And you'll sleep better. And, uh, you know, seek Lord's face, find salvation through the Lord, because that is the way. And without further ado, let's do the quack report. Thanks, Frank. Okay, first up in the quacker is, ooh, Texas schools. Lamar County has a mysterious illness right now. They don't know what the cause of the illness is. It hasn't been determined. About 120 students went home sick from South Lamar uh, School today. The school system contacted a state health department. Even the environmental health specialist uh, showed up. Uh, yeah, that was today to investigate what the cause of the student uh, sickness outbreak is. Um, so crews have gone into the school. They're cleaning and de- disinfecting it. Um, and several parents uh, were notified that there's some sort of mysterious illness, and the school gave the parents the discretion whether to send their kids back to school the next day. So, uh, but there is some question as to whether, you know, what the, what this is. They don't know um, if it was foodborne or what it is because not all the students that got sick ate at the cafeteria. It's weird. Uh, might be in the water, maybe? Water system? I don't know. All right, last but not least in the quack report, Maryland schools, speaking of schools, um, they're banning thousands of students. Uh, They can't come back to school because they haven't gotten their government-mandated vaccines. Mm. Baltimore, Maryland, says uh, 
they're banning the students from attending class over a new mandatory vaccine requirement policy. So the Maryland students are required to get vaccinations for chickenpox, tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis, and meningitis. And parents are required to provide proof within 20 calendar days from the start of school. So, uh, but thousands of the students um, didn't comply. So uh, let's see, how many, there's 3,800 students out? They need to be vaccinated. There's 3,800, 3, excuse me, 3,800 students that are out of class in um, the Baltimore, Maryland school system. So new requirements uh, require students from kindergarten uh, through um, ninth grade uh, to get up to date on this new immunization schedule. Hmm. Ninth grade, all of a sudden, there's some new things, right? New things. They're going to be added to that, just like I said they would. And that wraps the quack report. Thanks, Frank. All right, those parents need probably to hear the show on how to reverse a vaccine if they're worried about it. They can learn how to do that. Easy. All right, we're going to be talking about um, blood vessel dilators. You know, and some people go, big whoop. Well, it's a big whoop because you may be using one don't know it. Hmm. All right, medical science prescribes the vasodilator drugs to patients who, you know, are told that they need a chemical type of drug to help widen their blood vessels and decrease blood flow or increase blood flow and improve the blood pressure. So uh, patients with high blood pressure may not know that such medications affect their adrenal glands. So the vasodilator drugs often are prescribed with other heart medicines. And there are many types of vasodilators, such as the nitroglycerin and the minoxidil, also known as Rogaine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that hair loss treatment is a vasodilator. So patients may not discern between high blood pressure medicines like calcium channel blockers or diuretics and vasodilators. So both work to try to address hypertension, but they work differently. Also important is that people trying to reverse hair loss are using products under various names that contain minoxidil, which is a vasodilator. So they are absorbing a vasodilator drug through the skin. It's called a transdermal application. And a lot of people don't realize how that works, but, um, you know, uh, you've, you've heard of the, you know, uh, quit smoking patch, same thing. It's a medicine that's absorbed right through the skin. And so you're getting a vasodilator on your scalp every day for hair loss, and uh, they're absorbing this right through the skin. So I had often wondered what these hair loss products in an accumulative effect long-term would do to a healthy heart. Um, and there have been no scientific studies on the topical use of minoxidil used for hair loss and how to address that for heart or adrenal health. So we're going to take a look and see um, what these powerful and risky drugs are doing. Let me read you a quote from Dr. William Pettinger. He, is, uh, he had an article in the Journal of Hypertension in 1988, and this is what he says. Of the many vasodilator drugs, minoxidil is, the, is much more potent, the much more potent vasodilator, he says. 
It can cause hearing loss, renal retention of sodium, which means edema, and you may need a diuretic to get rid of the extra fluid. He also says it can cause weight gain. It can also cause, he says, cardiac enlargement, end of quote. Well, that's called renal heart failure when that happens. Well, let's look at the vasomotor center because there's this part of the human body that medicine is referring to as the vasomotor center. So the adrenal glands are affected by vasodilators, and they affect hormones and your central nervous system function, which would explain many of the side effects people get on the vasodilators. Now, according to Dr. William Pettinger, he says the vasodilator drugs work differently than other blood pressure medicines, and they increase the risk of acute pulmonary edema, which is a fluid around the heart and lungs, the tachyrrhythmias, which is an abnormal heart rhythm, and the myocardial infarction, which means heart attack and death of the heart muscle. So Dr. Penninger urges caution when using vasodilators. Mm. Well, let's get to the side effects uh, you can experience on this stuff. You know, some people have a natural allergy to these drugs, and they can't use them. So people who have allergies to, like, certain foods, dyes, preservatives, and other substances may be prohibited from using vasodilators. So if you're taking a vasodilator, patients often experience what is a, called a secondary disease, also known as a side effect. Also, pregnant women usually run into problems on vasodilators causing blood abnormalities as well as uncontrollable hair growth. Now, in lab animals, vasodilators have caused birth defects. So there have been really no scientific studies regarding pregnancy or breastfeeding with the vasodilators, and the average patient taking these drugs can develop the following conditions. They can get really bad headaches, okay, pounding, excruciating headaches, nausea, bloating, and vomiting, diarrhea, loss of appetite, dizziness, angina, chest pains, and irregular heartbeat, muscle and joint pain, muscle weakness, numbness, tingling of the extremities, swollen extremities, fever, sore throat, a general sick feeling, skin blisters, itching and flushed skin, increased risk of kidney disease, stroke, heart attack, and heart damage, Adrenal tumors, mm. uh, the drug also doesn't interact well with other drugs or over-the-counter medicines, and also you can get, rarely, there's a condition called systemic lupus. Mm. Well, let's look at what they're saying about extreme caution with these drugs. Since biodesolators don't mix well with other medicines, patients need to exercise caution taking any medicines in addition. So, for instance, the over-the-counter drugs for appetite control, cold and flu medicines, asthma medicines, or any allergy product that's sold by prescription or over-the-counter, not going to work well with a vasodilator. And some of these products will increase or decrease blood pressure. So it's really not hard to see why so many people end up in the ER or in the morgue when taking prescription medicines like vasodilators. Let me read you this um, quote again from Dr. William Pettinger, Journal of Hypertension. He says, quote, vasodilating antihypertension drugs produce an array of side effects, allergic reactions, and toxicity in varying degrees. 
They have the potential of creating congestive heart failure, among other serious conditions. Detailed knowledge of these drugs is a prerequisite in order to prescribe and for patient use. So not only does the doctor have to be on his toes if he's going to prescribe this drug, the patient has to follow a strict protocol to avoid uh, problems, other problems, additional problems. Let's get back to this hair loss thing, the minoxidil uh, Rogaine, which is a vasodilator, because I came across a blog where people were writing about their experiences using the Rogaine minoxidil product for hair loss, which is really a vasodilator. So there were a few young people who said they thought using the vasodilator for hair loss created a heart problem for them. Here's one person. His name was Robbie Robbs. He posted February 22, 2006. He says this, when I was 18, I became paranoid about hair loss, and I, and I started using Rogaine. Now I'm 25 and have very bad blood pressure problems. I find it strange that I use Rogaine, a powerful antihypertensive vasodilator, for four years, and now I have very bad blood pressure and heart rate problems. End of quote. Well, it even gets more interesting because the Mayo Clinic posts on their site uh, to use caution when using the topical Rogaine or Minoxidil. And if you have any skin problems or irritation like sunburn, they recommend you not use the product. They also warn that the Minoxidil is absorbed into the body and offers side effects. They recommend that people with heart disease not use the product, yet it's prescribed for heart patients in pill form. So the Mayo Clinic also states that there have been no official scientific studies of the topical use of minoxidil, such as, such as Rogaine, that would cause serious high blood pressure problems. Yet they caution consumers not to use it in large quantities because of the likelihood of accumulated toxins absorbed from the product. And then there's the askapatient.com site that listed a ton of patients who, who described their experience using the topical minoxidil Rogaine product. The formulation for men is stronger, 5%, than it is for women at 2%, and the men experience loss of sex drive and erectile dysfunction. Remember, it messes with adrenal glands and the hormones, see? Uh, also, then the list of those uh, who you know, experienced the cardio dis difficulties emerged in varying ages from 20 to 60 plus. They listed symptoms of dizziness, um, uh, heart palpitations, high blood pressure, um, swelling and fluid retention, feeling of anxiety, uh, cardiac arrhythmia, chest pains, and concentration problems. So I guess that answers my question. Would Rogaine cause problems for a healthy heart? And I suspect it as much. All right, here's another uh, quote for someone on the blog. A female, age 50, she posted November 10, 2015. She says, quote, no question it was Rogaine that caused my heart symptoms and blood pressure problems. I applied it for hair loss, but I won't sacrifice my health. So she discontinued it. And, and that's the thing, you know, you discontinue using it, and, and you can see a diminish of heart problems, hopefully, before you get a lot of heart damage. Well, and here's something else that I came across. Upjohn Dermatology Division had an article in Field and Stream, August 1995, Midwest edition, 
discussing the pros and cons of using 2% Rogaine, you know, hair loss. So apparently there were some people asking if the product for hair loss could cause harm, especially for the cardio system. And here's one entry from the article. They said this, quote, in animal studies, minoxidil in larger amounts applied as topical application on skin has caused important heart structure damage. Now, that was animal studies. They said this kind of damage has not been seen in humans. Um, well, you may not know why science uses lab mice to test drugs. It's because their cell structure is similar to humans. So if mice on minoxidil had birth defects and heart damage, you can bet that long-term use of the drug in pill or topical form is not healthy for humans. Mm -mm. All right. And, you know, you've got heart herbs out there. Because uh, I've known for a long time that herbs have strengthening power in the body. So action that causes strengthening produces repair and regeneration. So in short, herbs heal. And both of those are four-letter words modern medicine doesn't want us to use. So this is why there is such a controversy and, quite frankly, a war over the use and availability of herbs. So you plus powerful herbs is a threat to the pharmaceutical establishment. And it's in our best interest to learn as much as we can on the medicinal use of herbs. So the herbal equivalent of a vasodilator is cayenne, ginger, and hawthorn berries. So these herbs won't damage your heart, but will strengthen it. So if you would like to look at a full line of cardiovascular herbal formulas, call Apothecary Herbs. They have a full line. Their toll-free number is 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. Outside the U.S. dial 704-885-0277. That's 704-885-0277. Or you can visit their website, thepowerherbs.com, thepowerherbs.com. Now, if you're serious about herbs, you need apothecary herbs. You can ask them about their heart formula and their heart attack pack, they have herbs for blood pressure, angina, stroke, and a whole lot more. So you can call call now for a free product catalog. They also have money-saving coupons on their website. But if you don't do the Internet, you can always say, hey, is there any coupons that could apply to my order? And, uh, you know, get well and save money. That's what I say. Twofer right there. Oh, by the way, uh, we have uh, in the making right now, we are redoing the website. So in the in the next few weeks, we hope to be – having all the, you know, T's crossed and I's dotted there, and we'll launch the site, and it's going to be uh, mobile-friendly on your devices, uh, kind of just streamlining it, lining it a bit, helping you find things a little better. Um, so we're going to be looking for feedback from you on it as well. Um, so we're, we're, we're putting in the fine touches there. I'm, like, oh, I'm really excited about it because it's getting kind of a facelift, if you will. <laughs> on the website, and uh, we're, we're really excited about that. Plus, um, we're, we're hoping to have the new product catalog ready on the first part of October, so we're going to have our fall catalog coming out as well, and uh, just a lot of exciting things happen right now and um, moving along, you know, empowering people, improving our service and function functionality here. And, uh, of course... I can't take the credit. 
for any of that website stuff. I'm just a herbalist here. I know all about herbs. I'm not very code friendly. I I pay people for that. Um, yeah, I just I just uh, I can do some code, but the big heavy lifting I uh, prefer to uh, leave to the professionals. That's right. All right, we're going to be talking about your expiration date. Everybody has one. <laughs> what well, we do in a way, you know, God knows what it is, right? Uh, so we often check, you know, expiration dates on products, especially meat, dairy, prescription medicines, our supplements, anything perishable. However, uh, you have an expiration date, a personal expiration date. Have you checked it lately? Well, most people think, I'm kind of nuts when I ask that, but we all have an appointed time when we expire because it's appointed unto man once to die, according to Hebrews 9. So there is really no way around that. We all die eventually. Even though we don't know when our cutoff date is, we humans do something really stupid, and we tend to don't help ourselves, and we may even shorten our lifespan and even speed up the expiration date process. So you know that the one thing which will you know, really um, scoot you faster to the expiration date, faster than sliding down the board on chutes and ladders, you know what that is, and we're going to be talking about some of those things. Uh, so one of the things we, we do is that we compound our illnesses. That's one of the things that we do. Uh, and it takes away from our life expectancy, our longevity. Uh, one of the things that really does compound it is sleep deprivation. So not sleeping or getting enough regular sleep, quality sleep, will undermine your life expectancy and shorten your expiration date. Well, let's look, because we usually see headlines in newspapers that are all across the, the country about, you know, uh, even globally now, on uh, people being uneasy, not resting, not sleeping well. Uh, so even here in the United States, we are a nation of non-sleepers, per se. We don't get enough good sleep. Uh, we have people with chronic sleep deprivation, and, um, and really, it's classified as a sleep pandemic, if you will. So um, the CDC conducted some studies on just how serious lack of sleep was, and they found that 70 million Americans don't sleep or get adequate sleep. And reports are indicating that this is an epidemic of no sleep and the root of chronic disease and depression. Also, the number one cause most people list for not sleeping well is because they feel sick. And individuals with serious or chronic illnesses like cancer, angina, migraine headaches, asthma, arthritis, pulmonary diseases, restless leg syndrome, which really is a vitamin deficiency, uh, and depression, they usually at the top, of, and they rack up big points for sleep depression. They, they just don't sleep much. So America may lead the world in lack of sleep, but Europeans don't fare much better. Um, our two, two countries in the EU, right behind America, with a sleep deprivation, that would be Germany and Great Britain. Well, Great Britain's not part of the EU anymore, but you know what I mean. So sleep apnea is also classified as a form of sleep deprivation, and uh, chronic headaches and high blood pressure seem to come with the sleep apnea package. Yeah, you know, I, I noticed that correlation. People with sleep apnea tend to have cardio issues, whether it's cholesterol, blood pressure, or whatever. Um, narcoleptics are also sleep-deprived. Um, 
you know, and when most people think they get more sleep than they actually do, um, and they're not the ones with narcolepsy. I know. I, I, what did I hear on the news just recently? Donald Trump sleeps less than six hours a night. I'm like, why? Uh, because he just likes to work all the time. He's a workaholic. He he doesn't like to say goodbye to the day, and he loves to get up early in the morning. Okay. Well, some people, you know, have hardier constitutions, and they can get away with it for a while. The rest of us, not so much. I can see by the clock. We're going to be taking a break. When we come back, though, we're going to be looking at some of the things that are going to hurt and help with our longevity. We'll be right back. by mistake during World War II and suppresses your immune system and prevents blood clotting. Don't expose your body to risk when you can use a natural inflammation and pain reliever called Extra Strength Pain Relief by Apothecary Herbs. Discover the power this formula has with Salicin to enter the system in 60 seconds to work hard and relieve pain for 12 hours. Whether it's arthritis, sports injury, or flu, you can relieve aches, pain, and swelling with our Extra Strength Pain Relief Formula. Call Apothecary Herbs now, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Your assignment is to find out what herb secrets herbalist Wendy Wilson has on Herb Talk Live. Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in an untested vaccine hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate in those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand, have a plan, have peace, and request your pandemic kit today. Or take your chances with the bad boys. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. 
Herb Talk Live has your HMO, herb medicine options. Coming up next... Apothecary Herbs announces a brand new formula to help balance blood pressure from head to foot, strengthen your heart muscle, and reduce cholesterol. Now you have a professional strength alternative that works all without fear or worry of serious side effects. Empower yourself. Become independent from the expensive drugs. Call Apothecary Herbs and ask for heart, blood pressure, and cholesterol formula toll-free, 866-229-3663 or online at the3ws.thepowerherbs.com. Heart, blood pressure, and cholesterol formula is just $24.95 and comes with a money-back guarantee. So get a pencil and write this down. Apothecary Herbs, toll-free, 866-229-3663, or on the web at the3ws.thepowerherbs.com. Wilson, and we're talking about, you know, our expiration date, how long we're going to live and what we can do to help that and what we may be doing that hurts that. Um, Well, you know, before we become too, you know, distraught over not getting enough sleep and, you know, kind of envious of uh, people that do, uh, according to Harvard Health Publications, a mere hundred years ago, the National Sleep average was nine to ten hours of sleep. Oh, Hillary Clinton has no problem with that, right? Just kidding. Anyway, mention mentioned you know nine or ten hours of sleep to hardworking adults now, and they ask you what you've been smoking. Uh, they'll say, "Don't you know that adults need just six hours of sleep?" But after all, sleep is overrated. They say, after all, that's what it is. And besides, you know. You're not you're you got to be at work and you got to get more done, you know, so keep telling yourself that and you'll be, you know, disintegrating uh, because sleep is uh, really important for cells to regenerate. And uh, you got to have at least eight hours for that to happen. So you don't want to fall prey to being that super achiever in that culture and, you know, just cut yourself short on sleep. Uh, So what was it a few years ago they came out with a drug or they were talking about a drug that helps you skip sleep for four days or something. And I'm like, what for? You know, what are you going to do four days straight in a row? Um, I guess if you were cramming for exams, I don't know. But, you know, who would want to stay up, you know, for real? Uh, so uh, we, we, we tend to do stupid stuff when we're sleep deprived anyway, like, um, uh, like inventing a pill that makes you stay up for four days. Uh, well, you, headline news, 2006, uh, a drug Montefil, uh, the, the drug Montefil, 
uh, allowed continuous wakefulness for 48 hours, supposedly no side effects. Well, I don't believe that. There's always side effects with those drugs. So um, the drug was marketed really to insomniacs. <laughs> yeah, they have a sleep problem. Let's just make them stay awake. Uh, people don't really think or behave right when they're sleep deprived. So the drug companies that made the monophil uh, drug said you'll be able to function normally during the day. Who really wants 24-hour living anyway like that? I kind of like going to sleep, you know. Uh, I need to reboot my brain so I can think the next day. So God forbid if you were to take this drug and then take it with alcohol, or if you were pregnant or nursing, what happens then? Well, the drug really does have horrible side effects, even though it said they weren't any. It produced dizziness, headaches, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, back pain, vision problems, nervousness, and get this, sleep disorders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the more severe reactions that were listed were kind of life-threatening. They, they listed a life-threatening rash, respiratory arrest, high and low blood pressure, hallucinations, confusion, altered behavior, depression, muscle weakness, abnormal ejaculations, <laughs> liver damage, heart palpitation, and the list kept going. I just don't have time to read it all for staying awake for four days. So, um, you know, doctors warn that the drug is really not for everybody, um, and it shouldn't be used by individuals with mental problems. I think the person who made it has a mental problem, to be honest. So um, they also said if you had a heart condition, don't use the drug. Or if you were using birth control, don't use the drug. Um, they also said that uh, the drug could uh, give you um, impaired judgment and motor skills. Well, yeah, because you're not sleeping. See, if you don't get the sleep, that's all those areas suffer. So it sounds like, you know, uh, don't listen to them. Don't be, don't be taking medications that would keep you up all night. You do profit from getting enough sleep, and this is really uh, going to help your longevity. Uh, even though corporate America discourages you getting enough sleep because they profit from you not getting enough sleep, uh, and some people can't relax enough to get the sleep uh, and, you know, they're so tied up in their technology and uh, the blue screen is affecting their circadian rhythm as well. So you need to shut off at least the uh, tablets and the computers two hours before you want to go to bed uh, so that your body can just kind of, tone, kind of gauge it down because that blue screen just really excites the nervous system and it makes it hard for your mind to just settle down and go to sleep at night. Um, so you need to get away... TV's okay, um, but when you're, you're, you're up close, too close to computers and tablets, and you just get more of that dysfunction with the blue screen. So uh, we don't want system failure, and uh, this is what happens when we don't get adequate sleep, uh, and all the pharmaceutical studies have shown us that sleep does matter. Um, cellular function is sacrificed when we don't get sleep. Okay, so your human cells really have... Uh, batteries in them, and science calls them mitochondria. So during your wakeful hours, our cells get worn down. Um, they wear out. You know, they're drained 
all the energy is expended. And it's the mitochondria's job to keep cells functioning by producing energizing molecules. Science calls these molecules APT. So these molecules are also called micro trans or neurotransmitters, hormones, enzymes. These are all part of the package. So when the power cell becomes low or damaged, it's unable to perform this vital role and the cell functions cannot run at full capacity. So this is why when you get maybe four or five hours of sleep, you feel like you're dragging the next day. That's because the cell function has been compromised because you didn't get enough sleep. The cells are in need of repair. So the repair crew is the equivalent of a work union. And it's only going to work under certain conditions, like when you give them enough sleep. So no sleep, no repair. That's what you hear. And no repair, no regeneration of the cell mitochondria and the vital functions are sacrificed. So if you are 35 and you're working long hours to impress your boss, you take a quick trip to the gym before going home from after work, then you cook dinner, take care of your kids, put them to bed, and uh, then you say you wonder why you can't function in the bedroom because you've had a lack of sleep. It's depleted the hormone levels, and that's why there's a lack of performance in the bedroom. The libido is gone AWOL. So uh, if you don't get that continuous eight hours or more sleep uh, each night, your anti-aging mechanisms go on strike, basically. And trust me, you do not want to cross the picket line and force these cells to function with drugs like monophyli. Uh, so when your body runs out of your ATP molecules, you won't be able to get to sleep normally. And that's what happened to Michael Jackson. That's what happens to a lot of folks. So you won't be alert. You won't be able to... Uh, burn unhealthy fat, you won't have strong muscles, and uh, you can go into a tailspin with your health, actually, uh, because all these cells communicate chemically with each other. So the communication network is supposed to secure proper organ function, but you're messing that up, and you're messing all these chemicals up, and then there's this, this trigger of different messages that are going out from your cells and into the DNA material and it can set off chronic imbalance and invite disease because you're not getting enough sleep, which you have total control over. So when the body is fully rested, you achieve adequate molecule regeneration, clear chemical communication between your cells, and a steady exchange of energy and body function. That's right. That's how important sleep is. <clears throat> and as Michael Jackson found out, Without it, you die. And he was using a, a drug, an anesthetic, uh, to help him sleep, but it wasn't the same. Uh, it wasn't a natural sleep pattern. The brain wasn't going through its rhythms. And uh, so what was happening is his brain was dying. And when the brain dies, we know what happens. And um, <clears throat> a lot of an anesthesiologists and um, other uh, physicians have testified to that fact, especially in his trial. So if you ever wanted to know what one foot in the grave looks like from your cell's perspective, here it is. 
let's say you've been burning the candle at both ends and you've had a lack of sleep. It's left your mitochondria running on the equivalent of a corroded battery and your system becomes hormonally ignorant. The cells don't have enough energy to produce hormone molecules. Erratic hormone levels wipe out our healing capacity, our insulin goes up, our hunger trigger hormone increases, our testosterone level sinks, our muscles suffer, and so does our libido. And then the anti-aging hormone, HGH, the growth hormone, disappears. Melatonin drops rapidly. The anti-free radical hormones dissipate. Our fat-melting hormone, liptin, dissolves, and we feel like crap. Well, that's why. So this tailspin continues to affect your immune system, and then you can also pick up more weight. You can develop diabetes, heart disease, or even cancer, all because you're not sleeping. So we are also more susceptible to stress, anxiety, fatigue, and by this time, rest is hard to achieve, and people get desperate for sleep, and they resort to what? Alcohol and drugs. That's what they resort to. And the thing about alcohol is you may feel a little relaxed and sleepy initially, but it's really a nervous system stimulant. You are, If you go to sleep, you won't stay asleep. You will be up. So it's really a sleep disruptor. So I don't recommend, um, you know, relying on that. So if you're not sleeping well and you're worried about your cells regenerating and your expiration date going down the tubes, uh, before you run off to the pharmacy or your doctor for the best in the sleep aids, uh, try to adjust your diet to exclude foods that irritate your nervous system and your digestive tract. Uh, so you keep a food journal for a couple of weeks, and you'll know what foods those are. And also herbs that can help you uh, get to sleep more naturally are going to be valerian root and lobelia. Um, they, you, can work, you can work with them in tandem because valerian root calms the nervous system, does not sedate you in any way, shape, or form, but it just takes the stress on the metabolic level off the nervous system. And then the lobelia takes tension out of muscles, okay? So you're not going to lose your coordination like you've, you know, you're drunk or anything. It just takes tension away on a cellular level there. So um, you can try those two things and see if you don't sleep better. Of course, you know, watch that blue screen, um, read your Bible, you know, and um, read, read God's Word because one thing I've learned um, is God's words don't come back void. So when you ask for better sleep and you ask correctly, you're going to get better sleep. So uh, don't neglect prayer. That's also good. Now, if nutrition's a problem, if your cells are just falling behind because you're just you know skipping meals or eating fast food or whatever, um, try the body food mix. It's a super um, saturation of minerals, amino acids, uh, protein and vitamins and minerals into the system quickly and uh, really does give you a lot of zoom during the day um, and the nutrition you may be missing. So uh, the body food mix and the valerian root and the lobelia is in the relax formula and they're all at powerherbs.com. 
So you check it out there or give them a call, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. Thepowerherbs.com. That's where your healthcare options just became endless. Yep. And get some sleep. And uh, you'll be performing like you never thought possible. All right. We're going to be talking about things that are contagious. Yes, yes. Because uh, we're going to be getting into colder weather soon, and we're going to be indoors more. And uh, we're going to be more, you know, exposed to you know, germs, communal germs and stuff from school and coworkers, daycare and whatever. Uh, so we need to be aware. And, you know, there's some things we can do to pump up our immune system. And one of the things that helps our immune system is emotions, how we're feeling. And we have a lot of control over that, too. So what does it mean when we're happy? Well, the dictionary describes happiness as a state of good fortune, contentment, and joy. The Bible talks about joy, you know, peace and joy and blessings. It's a blessing. It has a lot to do uh, with your physical wellness. So it has been said that in order to be a happy person, you must have, you know, underlying truth, common sense, in order to correctly distinguish the depth and relevance of being happy. Now, does the average person know what happiness really is? Well, the founding fathers of the U.S. seemed to think happiness was something people should pursue as a goal. And some people think that if we had enough money, that that would make us happy. Some say power has to go uh, with along with the wealth in order to, to secure happiness. And it's also been said that happiness and sadness are contagious. Well, probably where the old saying is that someone has an infectious laugh or misery loves company, that would fall into that contagious category. So we're going to take a deeper look at what happiness can do for us and boost up our immune system so that we don't catch so many bugs out there. Well, to understand happiness, perhaps we should really start with the word itself. Happy or happiness comes from the word hap, it's an old English term. The original meaning was it meant good luck. And we can trace it back to the Old Norse. It's the language of the Viking invaders who influenced England during the 9th century. So does this ancient word have two meanings? Well, it is similar to other words which often mean different things, such as the word utopia, which comes from the Greek word O-U, and topaz, which means no place. So uh, utopia means no place. So how did we get the idea that a fantasy place called utopia was the perfect society in paradise? Well, the English word e-utopia also comes from the Greek word e-utopas, which means a good place. And the two terms were pronounced kind of the same, but they had different meanings. So in the Old Norse language, there are two words, hap, which means good luck, or good fortune, and ohap, which means bad luck and bad fortune. So we get the words hapless, haphazard, mishap, and happenstance from the ill-fated version of ohap, and happiness can mean different things in other languages. In Russian, I'm told, it means co-party, partaking, or involvement, something a bit different from the English good luck. 
So Thomas Jefferson included the pursuit of happiness in the Declaration of Independence, and his understanding of happiness he drew from the English-Greek philosophy that a nation is happy when the people are not over-governed, and there is sufficient protection from their enemies, and there is freedom to worship and live virtuous lives. So Jefferson knew that for a nation to thrive or flourish, and for the people to have good lives, there had to be an understanding of a goal. So good goals are not realized or achieved by happenstance, chance, or luck. So good goals are earned by good-spirited individuals. And Jefferson took the notion of happiness usually thought to be the result of luck and converted it into a choice and action. So the picture becomes even clearer if we were to replace pursuit of happiness with pursuit of flourishing. Flourishing means to grow or mature. Hmm? As a nation, can we do that? So if we set aside the Declaration of Independence and we put that aside for a moment, we also realize that there are just words on paper unless we are they're backed up with action. The Bible says you know them by their fruits. And not what people say, but what they do. So the real test for a nation to flourish is that it has to have good-spirited leaders with virtuous character. If the leaders don't, then the people must take action. Without good laws, which are unambiguous, and without virtuous leaders to uphold those laws, there's no justice. So the ability to pursue a good and virtuous life and be happy becomes more difficult and can also become impossible. Therefore, a definite connection between happiness and our moral goodness, and without it, a meaningful life can be sacrificed. Well, Thomas Wood, he is a writer, he said, The pursuit of happiness is clear. We are seeking a life of reason, choice, and action, which will have us be at our best. Uh-huh. So let's not confuse the pursuit of happiness with the pursuit of pleasure. Why is that? Well, pleasure is short-lived and it's temporary. We all must bear the responsibility of our choices and when we don't, we can spiritually we can't spiritually mature and we fail to pursue happiness. Now, some refer to virtuous living and spiritual maturity as personal growth. But it's more than an individual experience because what each of us does affects others. And Jefferson knew that the pursuit of happiness is the spiritual battle between good and evil. Uh, So evil takes hold when good people are not vigilant and instead they compromise, right? We compromise. You can't compromise on righteousness. It's just not going to work. So happiness does not really depend on worldly things, a career, wealth, and power, because you can have those things and become terminally ill, and then what are they worth? As the Bible states, for what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? That's Mark 8. Certainly, other people can influence our happiness, but for the most part, we have the power to change that. We are also witnessing how lawlessness is affecting our health and the health care of our nation. And we, the people, have the power to change that. The question is, will we? I think we will. So let's look at happiness. Research has been done and explains that uh, people who are happy have better health. 
This makes sense because when we are happy, we behave, we have behavioral changes. Uh, we, we think we do things like we exercise more, we eat healthier, we have better relationships. And people like to be around happy people. And for the most part, when you pursue happiness, you're also going to reap the health benefits of uh, healthier heart and arteries. You're going to look younger. Your blood pressure will be lower. You'll have longer life expectancy. You'll cope better. You'll have less pain. You'll recover faster from illness. You'll be, have a stronger immune system. And you'll sleep better. Mm. All right, so um, does heredity influence happiness? Well, scientific research seems to think so. By about 40 to 50% of our genes, they say, determines how happy we're going to be. The researchers failed to mention that lifestyle, toxins, life experiences can also influence DNA and make changes to our genetic structures. So I doubt the theory that some people are born grumpy. Also, happy people are not fearful, but rather they're concerned, you know, because God's not the author of confusion and fear. Hmm? So they don't give fear, which is really terror, a foothold and ruin their health and their pursuit of happiness. So you can be concerned, but let's not get crazy. So happiness is a spiritual awareness, which goes beyond common sense for most. It's the ability to recognize good from the bad. Spiritual awareness is discernment. Um, and the Bible warns us of the danger of dullness of hearing in Matthew 13 and Hebrews 5. So spiritually, if you are dull of hearing, it means you lack the ability to adequately discern between good and evil, and you are at risk of being deceived or believing a lie. So there is one way to avoid dullness of hearing, and that is to avoid being biblically illiterate. Huh? In other words, seek the Lord's face and read your Bible. You know, God says he protects those that seek his face. Um, he can hide you under the shadow of his wings and be your shield and buckler. A lot of people are be amazed just how powerful they are when they start trusting God. And I'm out of time, but if you're interested, uh, the uh, powerful herbs to help boost your immune system for the cold and flu season, and that'll make you happy, uh, that's at thepowerherbs.com. Give them a call at 866-229-3663. Yes, Frank says, don't forget Psalms 91. Also great, a uh, little uh, prayer of natural protection, okay? So uh, it, it'll protect you from pestilence and plague and all this. I'm out of time. The information presented is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure disease. Seek medical advice if you dare from a licensed medical physician before using any product therapy. I'm your herbalist, Wendy Wilson. Until next time, be well.
The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Welcome to the Messiah's Branch Broadcast, a one-hour prophecy program on the American Voice Radio Network, featuring Pastor Dan of the Messiah's Branch Ministry. And now, here's Pastor Dan. Greetings, saints, and welcome to the Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour. We are broadcasting live from the Flint Hills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. Today's date is September 15, 2016. Most just don't realize it, but we are in the time of the end, and that's the time before Messiah's glorious return. So it's time to get out of sin, the world, and look to the, the holy city. Look to the one who suffered and died for you. Hear the sound of the shofar. Heed the warning. Get right now before it's too late. Please make this choice tonight. Really, if you need help after this program, call me. I'll pray for you or with you. If you get the machine, please leave your name, your number, your prayer request, and, un- and or message. The phone number, of course. 620-878-4682. And an emergency, my cell phone number is 316-619-4886. You know, you can always find the updates with the breaking news, our ministry, radio program, excuse me, program archives, email address, and our mailing address at our blog, which is simply prophecyhour.com. Now, when you get to prophecyhour.com, uh, on the right-hand side is a link to all the, the archives and other things and some people's books. But And there's a, several players there for the archives. But if you don't want the news and you just want the programs, period, go to messiahsbranch.com. That's a really cool-looking page we're working on. Try that out. You can also check out branch.potomatic.com. All these sites are smartphone-friendly. In fact, at branch.automatic.com, they have an Apple app and an app for Android on Google Play. And so I would challenge you to share these programs with at least two or three other people. Remember, prayer requests can also be sent by U.S. Postal and email with your return address and or your phone number if you want me to call you back for prayer. But otherwise, these will be printed out, or when we get them in the mail, these will Requests will be taken to the Wichita Mission Church, anointed with oil, prayed over, and sent back to you by your request only. And we will not use your address for any kind of mail order solicitation. We are a national satellite radio program, which is simulcast live on the net internationally, so pray about supporting airtime. Airtime isn't free, and we sell nothing. On another note, I want to thank our listener base that is around the world in places like Bonn, Germany, Frankfurt, Germany. You know, I wonder, is that where Frankfurt's come from? Okay, I should. Oh, anyway, South Africa, San Paulo, Brazil, Paris, France, Westminster, London, Oslo, Norway, and, of course, many cities in the good old USA like Denver, Colorado, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Portland, Oregon, Chandler, Arizona, Tampa, Florida, Toledo, Ohio, New Orleans, L.A., Dallas, Texas, actually all over Texas, Plano, Texas, 
as well as Wichita, Kansas, which remains the largest group of listeners to our radio programs when they hit the podcast later on at night. And remember, we're also on YouTube. In fact, uh, we will have the, the link up later. Um, ABR, American Voice Radio Live, is at YouTube, and you can uh, listen live on YouTube if you want also. Now, prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in your show, Hamashiach's name, Father, may this program glorify to you tonight and not us or the world. And I pray that Radio Night goes according to your will and not ours. And please give everyone out there ears in which to hear the truth. So please, Father, in Yeshua Hamashiach's name, bless this program tonight. Amen and amen. Well, tonight's guest is back with us once again. And yes, it's, so yes, it's time for Pastor Carl Gallup. Um, he's a best-selling author, senior pastor since 1987, talk radio host. He's heard nationally and internationally, travels around a lot, too. TV and radio guest commentator, former decorated Florida law enforcement officer, founder of P.P. Simmons News and Ministry Network. He's also a member of the Board of Regents at the University of Mobile in Mobile, Alabama. Carl has written, I think it's four books now, The Rabbi Who Found uh, Messiah, The Magic Man in the Sky, Final Warning, and his latest book is called When a Lion Roars. Now, we've got some things out of him about that before, but we'll get more to it as time goes on. But tonight, we're going to talk about something different, and we may end up back at the book. So I'll just quit talking. So let's welcome back Pastor Carl Gallup. So you there with me, Carl. Pastor Dan, I'm here, man. Thank you so much for for having me back on. Man, I love you, my brother, and I love being with you and your tremendous audience and uh and I'm looking forward to this evening's discussion. Well, amen. People love to have you on, Carl. I, I, I can tell by the, um, you know, when that podcast thing, when it goes from live radio to podcast, yeah. that podcast place that I pay for, they have a way of tracking statistics, and it shows me all over the world where you're, you know, where people are picking them up. Yeah, well, cool. That's great. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Anyway, it's shocking to me, though. I'm going, wow, why is these people listening to me in China? Yeah, well, it's because you have some things to say, and God has anointed you, my brother. You have an awesome show. I hear people talking about it all the time. Well, amen. Thank you. Um, anyway, well, they all, everybody talks about Carl Gallup. Boy, you wouldn't believe the things I hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, and that's not necessarily good, and I noticed that you said it that way, too. <laughs> I was pulling your string, brother. I was pulling your string. Go ahead, anyway. pull it, brother. It doesn't bother me anymore. I'm an old man. Anyway, yeah, well, every time you say you're old, that makes me feel old, because I just turned 61 <laughs> July 4th, so, you know, we're in it together, Carl. But, you know, hey, I took a physical, and every everything's just right on it, you know, cholesterol, all that stuff. But, you know, I figured I better put my health out there, you know, because everybody's talking about health right now, you know what I mean? So uh, they need to know that I'm going to be here for a while, that I'm physically able to do the job. What do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think they do. So you need to go ahead. And by the way, go ahead and release your tax records too, bro. <laughs> Everything I have belongs to God. They'll have to talk to him. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. You need to turn your emails over to the FBI as well. Yeah. Yeah. I they can probably imagine already have it. them. That was kind of what I was thinking. Uh, I, I gave up our privacy a number of years ago. In fact, they uh, probably wrote a few of them for you in your name. <laughs> that would surprise me. Probably a few from you, too. After all, you know, you're the one that has the closest touch with the, the enemy candidate, so to speak. 
Yeah, what you think? What do you think? And also the closest touch with Sheriff Joe Arpaio. They don't care much for him either. Yeah, you see, you're on their list, brother. You're on their list. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's okay. I, I'm proud to be on that list. Yeah, amen. Well, I, I guess we are going to talk about Trump tonight. I read a, a, a headline in, in a World Net Daily here a few weeks back that said uh, a rabbi was talking about Trump being the Messiah. I don't think that's quite what he meant, but what did he mean here? Yeah. What did he say about yeah. yeah, no, he actually he made it quite clear that he didn't believe that Trump was the Messiah. But, but you know, being, being a Messianic teacher and pastor yourself, um, and, and I know your audience knows this, and I know you know it, but so I'm not, I, I don't want to come off as I'm lecturing anybody here, but you know, you get new listeners all the time, and so I want to make sure that everybody knows this, that the Orthodox Jews, th- this is why Jesus warned them way back in the New Testament. He said, look, there are going to be many messiahs coming, many people calling themselves messiah, and people are going to run after them, but you know, you'll know when the real messiah gets here, because, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, but, but, because the Orthodox Jews, the term Messiah, as you know, it, 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 that's a Hebrew, uh, translated from English to Hebrew, and then in, in, from Greek to English, we would call it the Christ. It means the anointed or the anointed servant of God, or and or it has the connotation of being a, a type of Savior or a Savior. And of course, the Messiah would be the anointed, the Savior, the effector of our salvation. So, so the Jews are always talking about Messiahs. And for those of us that are evangelical Christians, that's a little unnerving because we reserve that name only for, you know, the ultimate Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. Um, but so this, this Orthodox rabbi, uh, he lives in New Jersey. His, his name is Mendel Kissin. Uh, he was uh, teaching a lecture, and uh, he said that he believed, um, from watching uh, the politics in America and his study of the, the scriptures, uh, that he believed that Donald Trump was a messiah, a messiah figure, and, and, or a messiah-like figure. And then he went on to say that he believed that, you know, that God was uh, appointing him to, to lead America, and, and, and it's interesting because what he said was is that he thought that God would use him to lead America back into a role of, of, of kind of um, being a helper of Israel again. And he said he also believed that Donald Trump would be uh, a Messiah-like figure used by God to lead America as a rehabilitated biblical Esau. Now, now that was an interesting um, comparison because, you know, when I first read this, I mean, I, I kind of, you, you know how when you scoff under your breath, you know, you make that little noise like, ha, ha, ha. You know, I was reading this, and I thought, well, now, boy, he's really stretching that. And I still think he's stretching it a lot. But, but he went on into this lengthy uh, diatribe of how America was really the Esau uh, we had become the, the nation the, represented as Esau in the last days, and that Esau was going to be rehabilitated and eventually wind up being a helper of Israel. Well, you know, we can talk about that all night, or, you know, whether or not that's a, a, a correct and contextual interpretation of scriptures. But, brother, when I read that, um, it intrigued me, and I thought, I wonder, I wonder if other Jewish rabbis believe this, or is this just some kind of strange teaching? And 
I was not aware, but there's a huge movement in the Orthodox Jewish Orthodox Jewish community, and you may know about this, that that believes that that America represents Esau in the last days, that we are Esau, and that uh, we are eventually going to turn out to be a, a kind of a rehabilitated Esau, and we're going to come to the aid, you know, of Israel in the last days. So that's what the article was about. It was uh, an interesting uh, perspective. Um, and I appreciated them asking me to comment on it, and I've got other remarks to make, but I've been talking too much right now. I'm sorry. But anyway, is, is that the article you were talking about? Good gracious, I hope yeah, it was. That, that was the article I was talking about. Um, the thing that kind of intrigued me about it is, is uh, you know, I, for one, news media is all negative about Trump. Yeah. But to see somebody talking positive, and, you know, uh, saying, well, you know, he would be good for America and good for the world. So, in a sense, now, you know, we'll use this word Messiah, and folks, we're not talking about the anointed one. We're just talking about somebody to help the world, so to speak. Um, do you think, don't you think Trump would be, people, oh, let's go with this. Even though Trump said he was running for the president of the United States, he wasn't running for the president of the world, but whatever we do, he does here, won't that greatly affect the world? Yeah, isn't it interesting that the mainstream media is screaming, he's not president of the world, he's not president of the world. Well, first of all, we who are voting for him have never claimed that. I don't think Donald Trump has even come close to claiming that. But think of who they do support and did support, and think of what they proclaimed, think of what Obama himself proclaims, Think of what the mainstream media, they, Newsweek magazine, after Obama was elected, ran an article calling him the Messiah. Within months after going in office, the Nobel Peace Prize was awarded to him, and he hadn't done anything. I mean, the world, I mean, he went on this worldwide apology tour for America, and he became known as the president of the world, if you will. I mean, it's just, the hypocrisy of this is just astounding. I, I think... I think the leftists, the globalists, they are just terrified of Donald Trump and that he might come to that kind of power and use it for a more nationalistic, perhaps biblical uh, uh, foundation being laid in America again. I, 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 well, I, it's it's amazing to me. What do you think? Well, I think you're right. I, I, uh, you did a video on this. Why, why do they hate Donald Trump? Why does the world hate him? Yeah, I did. I forgot about that. I, I think I, um, I think that I. Um, Is that one of those old things, Carl? No, 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 no. Yeah, so it's an old thing. I think I was just sitting here thinking. Didn't wasn't I also in a in a in a media article about that? Maybe at WND. Yes, you were. Yeah, I I I remember that. What what was the premise of that article? Well, <laughs> what was the premise of it? The premise of it was is that the world the uh, New World Order hates yeah. um, Trump because he will undo the New World Order. Yes, yeah, yeah. Now, that was the, not I a globalist. Yeah. Got it? No, 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 I remember. Yeah, that, I think that's exactly right. I, I think that they are terrified of him for a lot of reasons, uh, Pastor Dan. And But the main one is that he could set this globalist agenda back by, 
I don't know, a half a century. I mean, he could undo 50 years of what the globalists have managed to do through deceit and deception and intrigue and, and gosh knows what else. I mean, many people have accused them of murder, outright, you know, mafia-like murders and, and all manner of espionage and, and spying on American citizens, all the things that the, the globalists have 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 used and and have been accused of and or have been outed um it could be if donald trump sticks to his motto of making america great again and if he you know if he sticks to his promises of strengthening the american military again see obama has decimated that or is in the process of it strengthening our position in the world again obama has decimated that strengthening marriage home family strengthening our borders building a wall strengthening our border laws and and immigration policies strengthening our economy and bringing corporations back to america strengthening the tax base by reducing the tax burden on the on the bulk of the middle class people and on and on and on those are the exact opposite of the globalist agenda i mean if he goes in office and puts uh, constitutional strict constitutionalist on the supreme court as he has promised he would do um, he has promised on his own facebook page that if he becomes president he will work to overthrow roe v wade in his presidency i mean he literally said that on his facebook page I, I've, I've copied and pasted it. I've got it somewhere on my computer, and several uh, uh, news sources ran articles about what he said. Um, yeah. I mean, if he does these things, and, and, he, and he makes his federal judgeship appointments, and he appoints Supreme Court justices that are constitutionalists, and, and, and the next president, by the way, it, it, it could wind up appointing three or four Supreme Court justices within the first four years, and surely within the eight years of tenure. Uh, we've got one vacancy now. There are three others that are quite elderly, and two of them have serious health problems. So, I mean, it could be that uh, that Donald Trump or, pray to God not, Hillary Clinton could wind up appointing three to four Supreme Court justices. I mean, that could change the tide of America for a century. And so if he is who he says he is, if he's a nationalist and an anti-globalist, um, that's why they hate him. That's why they fear him. Plus, he's right. good friends with Joe Arpaio, and Joe Arpaio holds the goods on Obama. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, let's let's we could go like this. You know, if let's it first off, it's all over. I really believe because of those judges, I believe that it's basically all over for America uh, as we know it anyway. If Hillary Clinton gets uh, elected into office, because I, I believe every vile thing that they want to bring forward, bring forward, and if it eventually gets to the Supreme Court and it's those justices, they'll okay it. The globalists, they'll have their way. They're already taking America apart piece by piece, and Hillary will sell it all off. That's my opinion anyway, and if she hasn't already. Uh, but the other real good point is is there won't even be a border. So, you know, it's just a, it's the last chance for the world, I think. Yeah. No. Listen, I agree, brother. I agree completely. I uh, and, and, and that's why I wrote that article and made that um, – uh, made that video, and I mean, it just it goes on and on. Uh, they hate him because he is a str a very pro Second Amendment guy. Well, the left hates the First Amendment. I'm mean, excuse me, the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment is 
is what gives America its its internal foundational strength, uh, you know, humanly speaking. I mean, of course, it's the hand of God, but I right. mean, the ability for, for its citizens, millions of us, to to literally pick up arms at any moment and defend ourselves, if need be, against our own government, but also from uh, foreign invaders or from uh, people here uh, with evil intent that want to gang up on us, like ISIS or whatever. I mean, you know, ISIS could wreak havoc on us if they started unloading on us tomorrow. But it would not be a cakewalk. It would not be like Iraq and and, 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 and other places right. in the Middle East where they just rolled through villages and started butchering people and people couldn't defend themselves. Uh, I don't think it would be quite that easy. And so, so you know, at, at Trump and his whole family are, are big uh, uh, Second Amendment people. And, and First Amendment people, and on and on. Anyway, he's kind of the anti-globalist, or at least that's the way he's presenting himself. And I think that's why they despise him. They hate him. They fear him, Brother Dan. Right. I, there's the key. I think they fear him. And uh, they say it all the time. You know, they're extreme. That's why I can tell about one of the ways that I can tell the election is really going for Trump. I don't trust the news media. I don't trust their polls. But, you know, I, I see all these people that have came forward and endorsed him. But what's worse is I watch the people around the world that are complaining that they think he's about to get in office. And so when you see these folks worried, then you go, well, something's going on. I believe that he'll win by a landslide if the election isn't stolen by a crooked manner. I agree. You and I are on the same page. And I'm telling you, look at who hates Donald Trump. I mean, yeah. ISIS hates Donald Trump, okay? Um, uh, uh, the globalists hate Donald Trump. Uh, the feminists hate Donald Trump. The radical homosexual agenda hates Donald Trump. The communists, the socialists, the radical liberals in the United States, the progressives, they hate Donald Trump. Uh, the Second Amendment haters hate Donald Trump. Uh, the First Amendment haters hate Donald Trump. Uh, the, the strict constitutionalist uh, haters hate Donald Trump. Well... That's why I love Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carl, we got to go for a break. Tell them where your website's at, and then we'll come back and, and Thanks. talk some more. Thanks. It's carlgallops.com, if I haven't scared away all of your listeners. carlgallops.com, brother. <laughs> Folks, we'll be back in three minutes. Dan will be right back. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. 
Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Pastor Dan Catlin, and you're listening to Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour on the American Voice Radio Network. Well, folks, remember to pray tonight about a donation for our work with the homeless and poor from our mission church in Wichita, Wichita, Kansas. Well, of course, the homeless are poor, but we're also talking about the poor people that come from all over the city looking for food, clothing, over-the-counter medications. I mean, clothing for their children so they can go to school. These are the people that have suffered through this Obama's economy and have got part-time jobs and are really struggling to get their uh, get their families taken care of. Well, folks, I want I need to ask you about something else tonight. Though we've had a problem come up, um, you know we don't we're not a rich ministry by any way, shape, or form. 
And, you know, we give rides to the poor from the north part of the city to the Wichita Mission Church. We use a 90, an old 92 Ford bus for this. And it's really rickety, and there's barely any heat in it, and there's definitely not any air. And until recently, the windows was even getting stuck up and down, but we didn't fix that. But it served the father very well, and the people, you know, they flocked to it. We, we have to make several different trips every day that we use the bus to get everybody down there and then to take them back where they need to go. Well, the bus broke down at the first of spring, and we've been trying to fix it, but, you know, we replaced most of the electrical parts, and we do know that that's what it is, the electrical part, but we've ran out of money trying to fix it. We got one last thing to try and praying that it will save the bus. We need $300 to do that. It's for a new computer for it. But if that doesn't work, we're going to have to replace the bus. And that's three dollars to $4,000 to replace this mission bus. So pray about it for us. I'm not necessarily asking any one of you to replace the bus. And I'm not necessarily asking any one of you for the $300 or so for the computer. What I'm asking you for is for prayers to pray for people or pray for the Father to fix it in his way, his time, somehow, because we need this bus immediately. Now the weather is changing. People need these rides. We need to be able to give these rides. It's a huge part of our ministry. So pray about it, folks. And, you know, we are the last hope for so many. And people, please remember, you are all, all of us. We're responsible to care one for another, as we are our brother's keepers. All donations, no matter what size, helps. And the Father notices all donations that come from where? Your heart. If you don't wish to help with the poor, consider a donation for Radio Airtime. You'd like our guests. You tune in, apparently. Um, and radio isn't free. We don't sell anything. You know, 90, the largest portion of our money goes into the Wichita Mission Church. You know, that's what we live our life around is, is helping others. And so pray about airtime because we don't sell anything, and it takes your airtime dollars to stay on the air. You can donate online or mail a check or money order, and you can find all this information at prophecyhour.com. And now, if he hasn't ran away and hid, it's Pastor Song Alice is still here. You know, bro- brother, I'm still here. I was afraid maybe you'd cut me off. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I always cut you off. You're too much fun. Yeah. I always have a lot of fun when you're on. Thanks. Anyway, uh, I want to bring up something. Unless you want to go back into that, I wanted to ask you a question about something. I want to do what you want to do, brother. Okay. Um, right now I'm kind of negotiating. Uh, I haven't heard back from him yet today. I was talking with Zev uh, over there in uh, Israel about coming on and talking about the fall feast. Yeah. But I'm curious from you, how is the the, the book and the Kigari revival going on? How is what, brother? Uh, you broke up just the, a little bit. You asked the, me, how is? How is the Kiduri, Rabbi Kiduri oh. book, and the revival going on with Zev? I yeah. said that I was, Zev is supposed to be getting a hold of me because he's going to be on probably in two weeks, two weeks in a row to talk about the fall feast. But I'm just curious from your point of view how the book is doing and how his ministry is doing. Okay, okay, thank you. Let me just say, brother, the book, brother, I've got some some stuff to tell you. (laughs) Now, when Zev comes on, he can tell you more of the man-on-the-ground kind of stories, but I'm always getting updates from him and emails from him, and from time to time in his newsletters, excuse me, he's talking about, 
Jews that he's still leading to the Lord by showing them that movie uh, that was produced from the book or by going through the book with them, then from there to the scriptures and from there to a witnessing conversation. And you know what? It takes hours. You, you, you're not going to lead an Orthodox Jew, as you know, to Christ in just 10 or 15 minutes of conversation. I mean, it, it takes hours. And, but the book and the movie helps him to do that. And so, so there are still, I mean, it's still bursting forth. But, but get this, brother. So um, I, I don't know if I'm at liberty to give the man's name. If I did, you and your audience, everybody would know him. But let me just say it without giving the man's name. Um, a few weeks ago, I got a phone call from a very, very famous um, uh, musician, world famous. Okay. And um, I've, I've known him for a while. I've had the pleasure of knowing him personally. I've had the per, uh, pleasure of being with him and his wife personally. He's an international music star. And he had a, a occasion uh, not too long ago to be in the presence of of uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, really? he was yes. This musician was in Israel. I think he might have had a concert over there. But he knows somehow he knows the, the people in on Benjamin Netanyahu's staff, one of his chiefs of staff, and and is good friends with him. And he got him an audience with Benjamin Netanyahu. Now he was in there for about an hour, but this this international music star who knows me. He sends me an email first, and he says, Carl, you're not going to believe what's happened. He said, while I was talking to Benjamin Netanyahu, he is telling me that he conducts Bible studies in his home. Now, there's just recently been uh, some uh, uh, media articles about that, uh, on right. like Christian Post and places like that, about Benjamin Netanyahu conducting Bible studies in his home. But he said, I took that and started talking to him about the rabbi who found Messiah, because this, this international music star um, has read my book, he has watched my movie, he's crazy about it, he tells people about it all the time, all over the world. So he starts talking to Benjamin Netanyahu about it. Now, Rabbi Yitzhak Kaduri and Benjamin Netanyahu were friends. And of course, you've read the book, and you remember I have that in my right. book. And this, this, this music star, he pointed that out. He says, you're in this book. And he says, in your relationship with uh, Kaduri, and he said, did you know that Kaduri wrote this note identifying Yeshua as, as Savior, as Messiah? And he said, I have heard about that. He said, I have. And he said, well, I've got it documented in this book. It's heavily researched. It's heavily documented. If I could get the book and the movie to you, would you read it? Would you watch the movie? Would you look at it? And Benjamin Netanyahu said, I would love to. So really? this guy contacted me and said, can you get me some copies of the books and the movies? And I said, no, because Pastor Dan didn't pay me for the last ones I sent him. Ah. <laughs> so, so see, it's your fault that Benjamin Netanyahu won't get the... No, oh, brother, no. I'm kidding. I'm I kidding. Know. You know, know. of course. I said, You've of got course. My feet. Do what? I said, you have me at the edge of my microphone. Go I ahead. Know, but I said, but I told him, I said, of course, of course I can. And so I sent him some books. I sent him some movies. And it so happened that one of Benjamin Netanyahu's chiefs of staff was staying in this 
music star's um, vacation home, and and so he took it to him, and that guy has taken it now to Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, now has that book and the movie, and has promised this guy that I'm talking about that he will read the book and watch the movie. So let's see what happens, because if it moves him, and he wow. starts taking that into his Bible studies, and he's the prime minister of Israel, brother, can you imagine what might happen? Wow. Brother, listen, I believe that we are definitely in the season for that yeah. because I believe the time is getting closer. But yeah. that's just that's just knocked me out of my chair, uh, you know. I, and yeah, amen. That's, isn't, that's, isn't that astounding? Isn't that exciting? Oh, that's extremely exciting. So you better, for some of these folks, you better tell them, tell them what you're talking about. We've got a little bit of time. Tell them what you're talking about so they might want to grab a hold of the book. And uh, the DVD, because, you know, it's been a while since we've talked about it. You get new listeners all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. No, you're right. I have written five books. My fifth one is coming out this fall, When the Lion Roars. Um, uh, All of them have been published by WND Books out of Washington, D.C. This fifth one that's coming out, we can talk about it a little bit more in your show if you'd like. Uh, The foreword is written by Joseph Farah, who's the president of uh, World Net Daily and WND Books and and uh, uh, known around the world, but he wrote the foreword to it. But, but two books ago, um, or three books ago, I wrote a book called The Rabbi Who Found Messiah, The Story of Yitzhak Kaduri. And that book went crazy, uh, became an Amazon bestseller, and then um, a, 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 uh, an award-winning film producer, George Escobar, who happened at the time to be the the vice president of WND Films, um, and Joseph Farah, they, they liked the book so much, they, they made a documentary movie about the book and its message. I'm in that movie. Uh, Jonathan Kahn is in the movie with me. Um, and so it was, the, the book was turned into an hour-long uh, documentary. And so the book and the movie now are still uh, bestsellers on Amazon. Uh, they've been out for years. Um, and it tells the story of this rabbi, uh, the most venerated rabbi in Israel's modern history. Uh, when he died in 2006, he was 108 years old. He helped to put Benjamin Netanyahu in office uh, and, and was friends with him. Um, he was there when Israel uh, you know, was born in 1948. He was there long before Israel was born. Um, I mean, this guy has known every Israeli leader, every Israeli general, uh, until 2006 when he passed away. When he died, there were 250,000 to 300,000 people that came to his funeral. They had to shut the streets of Jerusalem down for two days. It was amazing. The president of Israel gave the eulogy. That's how powerful this guy was. But the short story, now there's a lot to it, as you know, but the short story is, just before he died, he let his followers know in his synagogue and in his yeshiva, as your audience knows, that's like a seminary, the Jewish training school for Orthodox rabbis. He let them know that he had had a vision. He had met Messiah. He knew who the real Messiah was, and he knew his name. And he was going to write his name in a note to be posted on his website one year after his death. Now, when he gave that speech, he had no idea when he was going to die. But it so happens that two months later, he died. And he just caught pneumonia and went in the hospital and never recovered and died. And so a year later, they posted the note, and the note was written very cryptically. It was coded. First of all, that's the way he did it. He was a, 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 
Kabbalist when he was in his orthodoxy, and that was a big part of you know uh, 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 that 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 Jewish tradition is right. kind of writing cryptic messages. But right. he left this cryptic note, and it was on his website for months before some of his followers said, "Oh my gosh, he's left us the instructions for how to decode it in his note," and so they decoded it, and it clearly said the name of Messiah is Yeshua, or Yehoshua. And then the, the the people that managed his website, remember this is the Billy Graham of the Jews, I mean, you, right. you know, in Israel. I mean, this this guy's ministry was huge. And uh, they, they took the note down, then they started claiming it was a forgery. Well, you know, <laughs> before it said that Jesus is Messiah, um, they didn't think it was a forgery, and they were proud of it, and they had it up on the website. And uh, But it just it just rocked. It rocked the Orthodox Jewish world. And um, anyway, so, so they tried to destroy it. They did destroy the note. They tried to destroy all the evidence. Uh, they tried to cover the whole story up. Uh, the Jewish media refused to report on it. The American media refused to report on it, even though this guy was venerated as a famous, famous, famous rabbi, uh, even by the American media. But as soon as that note was opened, boy, they buried it. And so I reopened it. Um, I did a massive investigation, uh, put everything I could find on it and everything that was being said about it and all the evidence and all the witnesses in this book, documented it all. Zeph Peratt was a big part of it. He's in the book. Um, there are now 11 or 12 of uh, Rabbi Kaduri's um, students who are born-again, Jesus-loving, Bible-believing, completed Jews, Messianic Jews, because, and they'll tell you, it's because of the teaching the man was secretly doing in the yeshiva. So the Orthodox Jews, they have a lot of them in, in Israel. I mean, the staunch, hardcore Orthodox Jews, they have attacked me. They have attacked Zev Parat. They've threatened him. They've threatened me. They've written nasty, ugly things about me. They've attacked the book uh, because they thought they had it buried. And not only did I open it up with the book, and it went to a bestseller around the world, but then they made a movie out of it, and and it's it has gone all over the place. And Jews are coming to Christ in Israel, and it's gone into the underground church in China. There's 50 churches over there, I think that I think that's the number that have seen the movie and and have heard the book taught and preached, and and yeah. uh, it's just just astounding. Anyway, that's kind of the short story. It's a lot more complex than that, as you know, but that's that's it. It's called the Rabbi Who Found Messiah. Yeah, amen. And folks, you can go back on our radio archives where we've got a lot of whole programs about this and some really interesting things as it came about. Um, your new book, um, I really we talked barely about it once. Um, tell them the folks about your new book. Yeah, the new book is called When the Lion Roars, and um, it's it. it I, I'm so excited about it. I can tell your audience to go to carlgallops.com. That's the landing page for all of my stuff, and you'll see the cover of it right there. It's huge. And just click on the cover, and it takes you right to the book's official website. Its official release date is October 25th, so that's just a few weeks away, a handful of weeks away. Um, but it has already, I mean, look, uh, Pat Boone has endorsed it, uh, <laughs> Jim Baker, Herman and Sharon, I mean, uh, yeah, Dr. Lori Cardoza-Moore, and Zef Parat and Joel Richardson, and I mean, I just go on down the list, Tom Horn and Mark Biltz, and um, they've all read it, and many more, they've all read it, they've endorsed it, uh, Joseph Farah has written a foreword to it, 
Um, people are going crazy over it, and uh, and it hasn't even been released yet. I know several really big Christian TV programs have already lined me up uh, to uh, to get do several shows on on the book, the contents of it, and and basically it comes from the title comes from Amos chapter three, uh, verses six through eight, and in 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 verse eight particularly. Um, where the scripture says, look, when the lion roars, who can help but prophesy? I mean, that, what that scripture says is when a trumpet sounds in the city, do not the people tremble? When disaster comes to a city, has not the Lord caused this? Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. The lion has roared. Who will not fear? The sovereign Lord has spoken. Who can but prophesy? And the premise of my book is, Brother Dan, the lion is roaring. We are living in the most profoundly prophetic time since the first coming of Jesus Christ. And the lion of prophecy is roaring. And what I do is I just, I just show since the return of Israel alone in 1948 to today, the book comes all the way up to today's news headlines. It is, it is unfolding before our eyes from the return so you're, of Israel. you're using headlines to prove that prophecy is going on right now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, from the return of Israel to the possession of Jerusalem by Israel to all the end-time technologies that the Bible speaks of, they're all in place. Russia is in Syria. China is in Syria. Russia, China, and Iran are in alliance with Persia and with each other. Turkey is, re- is becoming the Ottoman Empire, the center of the caliphate again. And, and Revelation says that Pergamum is where Satan has his throne in Turkey. I mean, the Bible talks about all the seven letters to the seven churches came were in Turkey. The nations of Ezekiel 38 are aligning themselves. Uh, the United Nations is talking about marking every single person on the planet by 2030. That's just 13 years away. They're not talking about it. They've already hired two huge biometric tech companies who are bragging on their internet sites that by 13 years from now, they will have every man, woman, and child on the planet, quote, marked. Those are their words. Really? Yeah. For the sake I of guess identity. that one got by me. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I've got all that in my book. Uh, uh, all of this globally pervasive tracking and spying and biometric, transhumanism, uh, animal-human hybrids, hybrids uh, genetic engineering, all of that is in one way or the other in the scriptures. The Sodom and Gomorrah spirit, uh, oh my gosh, the rise of ISIS, uh, that's in the scriptures. Uh, The collapse of national borders, the Shemitah outpouring that we are experiencing right now. Orthodox Jews coming to Christ, Muslims coming to Christ, the Western Church in apostasy. Brother, I could go on and on and on. China is now slated to be the largest Christian nation in in history within the next decade or so. I mean, I could go on and on and on. The book, uh, you know, outlines all of this, documents it all, goes, and it's very easy. There's 34 chapters, but they're only about six pages each. So the, the, it's, it's a snappy read. The chapters are snappy. They come right out of the headlines, then they go right to the contextually interpreted scripture and just shows you that we are living. There, there have never ask been question, any more prophetic right? times on the face of the earth other than when Jesus was here. Let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. You know, a, a lot of people, and I've seen it time and again, um, there will be a good uh, People talk about a good book on prophecy, and then the normal man gets it, and they can't understand it. Is it uh, in terms where normal man can listen? Or oh, yes, sir. In fact, 
everybody that reads it says that. This is not one of those academic seminary level studies that you have to have a dictionary in one hand. And no, this is just an everyday language. Every chapter starts off with with something right out of the, I mean, an actual headline article or news story or, or some poll or something, and then it goes right to the scriptures, and I show it very, very quickly, very snappy, and very easy to understand language. Um, this book is for everybody. This is a book that everybody in every church ought to have and ought to read. Pastors will be preaching and teaching from it, uh, because it all is tied to the Word of God. And, 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 and it makes the understanding of prophecy easy. You don't have to hold to a certain eschatology. I don't worry about rapture timing. I just say, look, here's what the Word of God said would happen in the last days. And here's what the mainstream leftist liberal media is recording every day, and they don't even realize the words Hmm. they're using. For example, the New York Times, I've got this document, use the book, Christianity is being exterminated in the Middle East. Now, that's a New York Times article. They don't even realize they're speaking prophecy. They don't even realize it. They're speaking end times prophecy. Another headline, China is slated to become the largest nation, the largest Christian nation on the planet, as American Christianity dies. They don't even realize they're speaking prophecy right out of the pages of the Bible. Another headline, Muslims are coming to Christ by the millions uh, every year, uh, some by, by, by claiming they're seeing dreams and visions of Jesus. They, these are these are mainstream leftist media headlines. I mean, I could go on and on. The technologies, the UN bragging about marking, and guess what? In their treatise, they say we're going to mark them because we want to bring. Now, are you ready for this, brother Dan? They literally say, by marking every man, woman, boy, and girl in in the world, we will bring peace and safety to the world. Really. Uh, yeah, I missed words. that one. I, I can't wait to read it in your book. Uh, yeah. I, I literally missed that one. I And I usually pre- keep pretty good track of things, but it yeah. slipped by me. Well, well anyway, um, brother, it's all there. Yeah. Um, Carl, I've really been waiting for somebody, and uh, would not having a time myself, I've really been waiting for somebody to write a book like this because, you know, I, that's what I do. I see the headlines, and then, then you know, after I see the headlines, I, I go, well, wow, that lines up with Scripture. That's happening now. And I try to get that point across to people that are listening on radio. And But a book, now, that's another thing entirely. That's something we can put in their hands. So yeah. I really can't wait for this to come out. You said it was October what? Well, October 25th is the official release date, but that when people jump on Amazon and order it, if they release it a little early, and usually they do a few days, it'll, they'll get it earlier. And, and so, but I just, listen, brother, you're right. There's not another book on the market like this right now. And, and there may be later, and I'm not in competition with anybody. I, I'm, I, right. I want the world to know, you know. And, and the bottom line is this. Um, the book is written easy. It's written snappy. It's right out of the headlines. It's for everybody to understand. Preachers, Christians in pews, people that have never studied prophecy, preachers that have never preached prophecy, will be able to pick up this book, go chapter by chapter, and say, oh my gosh, this needs to be heard from the pulpit. Um, and, and they'll be able to preach and teach right from it. Um, and their people will get it, because it doesn't go into all these fanciful interpretations of, you know, when the rapture is going to come and why, and, and here's my interpretation of this scripture that matches this scripture, and this teacher says this. It's not one of those kinds of books. It just simply says, look, 
Can we not agree the Bible says that in the last days Israel will return? Well, here's the scriptures that say it. Boom. Here yeah. is when it happened. Can we not agree that Jerusalem has to be in control of the nation of the returned Israel? Uh, boom. Here's when it happened. Here's what the Bible says it. Boom. Can we not agree that Ezekiel 38 says that this particular alignment of nations will come against a returned Israel in the last days? The Bible says that. Can we not agree that these nations are now aligning themselves? I mean, it, that's... Well, I love it on. already, Carl. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to cut you off because we're out of time, but I, I do know. love it already. I like the way that you that you wrote it. Uh, I can't wait to read it, and I encourage everybody to pre-order it is what you really need to do, folks. Uh, Carl, though, we ran out of time, so thanks for being on with me. Tell them your website one more time. Please. My, yeah, my website is carlgallops.com, C-A-R-L-G-A-L-L-U-P-S, carlgallops.com. Okay, keep up the good work, Carl, and we'll talk again. Be blessed. Thank you, Pastor Dan. You too. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. Well, folks, that was Pastor Carl Gallops. He's a, a good preacher, and it, he is a good book writer and some other things, but uh, check out his website, carlgallops.com. But Folks, really, uh, one last time, I really want you to pray for a Wichita Mission Church. You know, pray for that we get the funds feeder for a new bus or to fix the bus, that the new, the old bus is fixable. I'm totally satisfied, would be satisfied with that. We need some money to work on it. Um, anyway, remember, there is only one God. He is your father. He's a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His son is Yeshua HaMashiach. He gave his life for repented sins. He rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And through him, and only through him, is the way of the Father. Remember, always, always, always be a blessing to others. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. That's like praying for Messiah's return. Lord our God, Father, King Universe, I ask in Yeshua HaMashiach's name, that, Father, that you would bless and keep them, and that your face would shine upon them, and be gracious to them, Father, and give them peace like no one or nothing else can. Until next Thursday. This is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. You've just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the Internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time for Messiah's Branch.
religious and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
welcome, 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 welcome. This is the Software Hour Plus One. Tonight is the 15th of uh, September, 2016. And we have a wonderful show. We just have a wonderful, wonderful show. We don't have any special guests. We don't really need any special guests. They wanted to come on, but we wouldn't let them. (laughs) And so, you know, let me introduce who's here, and then we can get on with the business. Uh, I think I hear uh, Richard L. Stump. Do I hear him in the background? He may be doing Morse code. Okay, if Richard's not there, how about John? John, are you there? Yes, I am. If you can hear me, Richard was on. I don't know. uh, Well, I can hear hear you clearly. Uh, Richard may be practicing his Morse code. I'm not sure. Oh, that That was my specialty. Oh, okay. All right. And then, uh, Adam, were you able to arrive? Because I haven't had a chance to communicate with you at all, except when we communicate. And Tari's is in the house. Fantastic. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, we have to go there, first of all. Um, Ron Howard has made a movie about the Beatles so that we can be sucked into somnambulance again. Mm. But Ron Howard's younger than I am, and he looks older than Adam. He actually looks older than Richard. Well, he's got a bald head and... uh, Well, but he's only... he, you know, he he he's got he's got a face that would make the Grand Canyon jealous. <laughs> I still got, see Opie in him. Oh, yeah. I do too. But you know, but Opie with really craggy wrinkles, <laughs> and 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 eyelids that are drooping over the outside edges of his eyes, so I have to lift them up so I can see. See, I like him very very much, and I'd like to keep him around. But that means we got to somehow reach him to, for sulfur. So. All those people who are part of the Mission Impossible team, you're reaching out for Ron Harrod. You want to tell him about Sulphur, and then he'll make a movie like Cocoon, which is the story of Sulphur. Okay, we got that out of the way. Now, okay. uh, with everybody on board, this is this is another quorum deal. I think everyone in the house remembers this statement. Truth, justice, and the American way. <laughs> Does everybody remember that? The man with I the S on his chest. Sulfur. Yeah, and someone said, they said, oh, well, that's sulfur. I said, okay, well, I'll go with that. Um, but something happened to the truth. Uh, you know, the uh, there's a movie called Vaxxed, and the DA of San Antonio went and saw the movie with his lovely wife, and, and he sort of came out and was angry because the, his doctors had told him that it wasn't the vaccines that caused his children to have vaccine damage, but they said, no, it's not the vaccine. And so he's posted the thing online on a Facebook page and then also on his DA's page. You know, vaccines cause autism. Now, it's only my opinion. But if you happen to be a doctor in in Bear County and you vaccinate someone without full disclosure, he just may prosecute your fanny. So, instead of hiring more horrible, horrible, bloodthirsty killers, all we have to do is talk to the DAs in all of our counties and see if they can go online with Nicholas LaHood. Because what is a DA for? What Adam knows this. I'm almost positive Richard knows it. Now let's see if John knows it. Why do you have a DA? Why do you have a district attorney? Well, I think it's uh, an an analyst to uh, having a principal over the teachers. The teachers are doing their job. Somebody's got to keep order. So the DA, he's going to look at the law just like the judge does. If there's a problem, 
I assume it's just to keep order. You've got to have a president someplace. No, it's to raise money. <laughs> what are we the only doing reason we have a DA is to raise money. I mean, what does the DA do? He prosecutes. What happens when he prosecutes? He gets fines or judgments or makes people go to jail. I thought the judge was the one that defined the fine amount. Well, he, hang on. I just got, they're going over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I know you even heard that one. Uh, the judge dis- decides the fine, but see, the DA has to prosecute under a particular charge. Okay. And that's oh, really what sets the fine. Yeah. I, and so I if we something. get, yeah, yeah, if we get your DA in Connecticut online, and we could get our DA, Sim Gill, online in Salt Lake County, and, you know, the, who knows, maybe even the DA in, in uh, San Francisco or even Sacramento. You know, and that way he could file charges against uh, Jerry Brown for damaging children. If you're going to mandate vaccines and the vaccines damage children, well, let's prosecute Jerry Brown. You don't see anybody stepping up to the plate in California, do you? Uh, Now that we don't have to rely on the Yakuza and the Irish League and the Cossacks, and we can use bona fide sheriff-type guys, these DAs, we don't have to hang anybody. We don't have to shoot anybody. We'll just prosecute them and take their money. I mean, that's, that's, that's what it... Did anybody see you know, uh, the uh, Ke- Kevin Costner uh, movie, you know, about Robin Hood? Boy, it sure painted the bad guys badly. But that's... You know, that's how it, that's the way it was back then. The bad guys were really bad. <laughs> it just gave me shivers to think how bad they were. I mean, Adam is even aware of how bad they are. <laughs> oh, he read the history of the United States. And, yeah, he's all knowledgeable on that. Well, he actually saw the uh, the uh, the sacred videos, the same ones they talked about on Galaxy Quest. Hmm. So let me ask, you know, yeah, you know, I realize that in all these years I've been very rude. I haven't asked how anybody is. I asked Richard how he, he is, and he's going to start a Smith Brothers cough drop company because his beard's <laughs> down to his navel. Um, and, his, and, his, and his daughter didn't recognize him. I'm looking for my dad. I'm looking for my dad. And it was her, his, she was asking her dad where her dad was. Is that true, Richard? Richard. I can barely. You can barely hear? Are you there? Okay, well, I just told them that your daughter didn't know who you were. Richard? No, I guess. Thank you. Pardon? We may have to. We'll call you back. I hope. Okay. I can hear him way back in the background. Okay. Richard, I thought you had an indoor toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, are you there? Richard, are you there? Richard. I'm flushing. Well, fantastic. All right. Everyone's hum a song. I told everyone while you were doing something else that your daughter did not recognize you. That's right. That's right. She did I'm looking younger. Well, it's the uh, what's wrong with that? 
You know the uh, a lot of a lot of people I know they get excited because they think I'm too bellicose and I want to hurt everybody and all this stuff. Well, I've grown out of that. I'm much more mature now. <laughs> Hopefully, everyone can tell that because you know here we've got someone who's actually his job description is to punish the bad guys. That's his. That's his job description. I mean, mine's photographer. If you want to know, you know the truth, uh, and the research is just you know, you know, photography is expensive. You know, hey, but you know, do we have district attorneys in the counties all across the United States who care about their constituents because they're elected? We elect our district attorneys. You know, Nicholas LaHood was elected in Bear County. Sim Gill was elected in Salt Lake County. Every county, we've got an elected DA, and we just have to ask them this question. Do they, as a district attorney, care about any of us? Or are they only interested in the criminals? Now, that was an open question for the forum, so... Please, anybody who wants to take a whack at it with your racquetball racket, go right ahead. Most of them are just interested in their careers, is my point of view. Well, you, you mean you've noticed, even from Antares, that they go from DA to then maybe Attorney General, then maybe Lieutenant Governor or Governor, and then they become Senator or Congressman, and then they're found... Uh, with some girl named Jerry Hart, uh, you know, I mean, they they get away with it until they get away with it. Mm-hmm. I've probably seen too many Hollywood movies where the DA is always the bad guy. Well, now, but sometimes, you, you, uh, and now, Adam, 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 you you brought up the most valuable valuable point. Here we have a nation of laws, and yet everyone does not trust attorneys. And if anyone's read Jerry Spence's excellent book on attorneys, I highly recommend they do if they haven't. Well, what if we make attorneys honorable? That was Jerry Spence's idea. Uh, he's an example of an honorable attorney. Yes, he is. Yeah, and, 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 and he and somehow makes a lot of money being an honorable attorney, but most honorable attorneys end up with no money at all. <laughs> Because they're going after the wrong people. You can't you can't go up against Merck. If they pay their CEO fifty three billion dollars and you want to go start beating on their walls, that's you know I, I, I there's an old statement, pick your battles wisely. Mm-hmm. And so we don't attack Merck, we don't attack Pfizer, we don't attack J and J. We don't attack Bayer, the new owners of Monsanto. Mm-hmm. Did that go through? Yeah, it went through. And uh, But I still don't think that Hugh Scott's going to be able to get back into Scotland. I think we've got him blocked. Hey, before uh, we so go but, on, uh, let me say something about Jerry Spence, because if you, you know, if Bo was here, Bo Greitz, he would uh, say the same thing. But uh, Randy Weaver up there in Ruby Ridge, uh, you know, fighting again, and they killed his wife and son. 
But uh, Jerry Spence, uh, you know, got on his case and uh, represented him. And I've been to his office, uh, actually went inside his office. I forget, it's in the northwest someplace. I forget the... Uh, uh, Wyoming, what's the name of that place where the Rockefellers hang out? No, uh, I don't think it's Wyoming. It was in... Uh, Cheyenne, he's in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Yep. Really? Jackson well, Hole. Uh, Jackson Hole is oh, where yeah. he is now. Yeah, right. Right. But Jackson Cheyenne, Hall, he, he hung around Cheyenne. You know, and they and they finally put a they finally put plumbing in Jackson Hole. Well, that's <laughs> uh, that's where the wealthy go. But his office has got the most beautiful eagle. It's a caricature. Well, it's a artist rendering, obviously, but uh, it's just made out of tin instead of steel. It's beautiful. It, it adorns uh, the outside of his office there. I just had to mention this because Jerry Spence is one of my heroes. So. Uh, okay, we'll see, and, and we can keep Jerry Spence around a long time if someone will take the Mission Impossible to contact him and say, "Hey, Jerry, you know that white hair under your hat? You know that white hair under your hat? It could turn back to its normal color." Now he doesn't care about that, but he's intelligent enough to realize what it means. It means cellular regeneration. This person's trying to tell me about cellular regeneration, and they think I'm stupid. I know stuff, <laughs> but he's never heard about sulfur. You know, this is this, this only in America, land of opportunity, could a crazy guy like me have 2.5 million people send me money. Who's saying that, Son? Jay uh, and Jay Black and the Americans. Only, only, only in America, land of opportunity. Yeah, and uh, but. The thing that's interesting for me is instead of it being wealth and riches and cars and planes and helicopters, now, what a pain in the ass. Well, what they tell me from taking the sulfur is is worth so much more than the money. All right. On a personal note, please do not advise any of Killary's, uh, any of it, that she will start taking it. We don't need that. We don't need her to get better. That's just from a personal take. Well, and uh, John, I, I think that you know it's sort of a, a, a mixed blessing you would cast to her, and um, you know I I would rather have Donald win defeating a relatively healthy nasty bitch. Oh, I'm sorry, a, a woman. <laughs> hey, you know, there's talk about uh, you know even now Bill's got his uh, his legal team going to prepare for a suit if the DNC, because there's 104 members, if they decide to drop her, they have the full authority of it. And uh, I guess the rumor is now that uh, the tranny there, uh, Michelle, might be the uh, the new elected one. Can you believe that? These are the things well, I've seen on the hey, internet. Um, hang on just a minute. The uh, You don't really write that much fiction. And Adam has to watch it happen all the time. And Richards watched it happen a considerable amount of time. And anything can happen. You know, the only thing that can't happen is for them to tell us to go over there and stand in a trench and we'll shoot you. That ain't going to happen. Yeah. You know why? I mean, John, you know why, don't you? Well, we still got our Second Amendment rights that are 
being no, we still have the guns. It's not the Second Amendment rights; it's the guns we have. That's the well. That allows us to keep the guns, but they're coming after him, Patrick. You know that. We well, know. I that. know, but hey, hey, and they're and you know, on the guys with the blue helmets. We in in here in Murray, Utah, have been practicing with people in blue helmets shooting the blue helmets off their heads. Good. I hope you're getting successful. Well, we're really good at it. We haven't heard anybody wearing the helmets. We just keep blowing the helmets off. Uh, you know, the, the U.N. has never paid its mortgage. Yeah, and, who, and who's paying most of it? Uncle Sam. Oh, we are, but but they've never paid their mortgage. They're part of it. So we've got these people who believe that they're um, as better than we are where they're staying in New York. Uh, and so we're just going to we're gonna sort of tear down the building and, and, you know, call on the mortgage. And if the people are in the building, what happens, I, that would be... That'd be horrible, but you know, I think about nine eleven, which has happened, and so the owner of the property could make three point five billion dollars after the court cases. We're talking Silverstein. Yeah, and and right. only three thousand people died. Now that, I think that's a good. Isn't that a good investment? Well, I still want to know what happened in Building Seven. <laughs> they blew it up. What happened to yeah. the other two buildings? They blew yeah, those up too. And why didn't the report? I mean, you know, they, talk I mean, about hey, it? you're a pilot. You know what sort of a what sort of a pattern what happens when you fly a, a flimsy airplane into a flimsy building. You know, if that actually, you happens. know, they you know, they're just they're just they just think we're they think we're really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Unwashed peasants of County Mayo. <laughs> yeah, you know, <clears throat> and some of us really are. And how did Hitler describe you know, us, the followers? Uh, I don't know, but it was it similar to the unwashed peasants of County Mayo. Yeah, it was a derogatory comment. She got away with it. Well, hey, you know. If 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 your if your if your daughter is going to get married, and this soon to be maybe son-in-law doesn't come to know who you are, even though he has an opportunity, he would just sort of brush you off. Then maybe he's lost his social graces. Absolutely. Yeah. And and and, and you know, and you walk into somebody's yard, and they have a puppy, and when you kick the puppy across the yard. I think you've lost your social graces. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe your mom didn't teach you right. And, you know, and, and our government treats us like our mom doesn't even appreciate us. But our numbers are now at what we call a um, Isaac Asimov tipping point. There's an, There's enough of us on the planet that all of those people who were in charge with all the guns and all the munitions and all that stuff, it's, you know, it's only in the movies do you have 300, you know, destroy a whole universe, and they didn't actually, they lost. But when you outnumber the people who want to control you, it doesn't take them very long to realize how outnumbered they are. You know, why is it that the Cossacks were never conquered by anybody? I don't know. That's a fact. Yeah, because they're so nasty. Who would want to pick a fight with them? <laughs> 
Okay. I mean, they they were never conquered by anybody. The steppes were probably the freest place in Russia. So, but now we're we have to get we have to get back to this truth. Okay, well, somebody's been lying to us, and we can lie back to them, or we can deal with the truth. Then there's justice. Now, you know, what does justice mean? Richard, Richard, you know, without mentioning the Fed, what does justice mean? What is justice? Yeah. Well, in our government, it's just us, the government. <laughs> That's good. And they want every damn nickel they can get. And they took it over in 1913, got it for nothing, and they run our fortune of 70 tons of gold and, and, and billions of dollars worth of silver into the ground and, and actually obliterated the wealth of this nation. And they control anything so, that produces money. And they keep the corporations overseas so they pay no taxes. And they've conducted a war on drugs. It's really a war on our own people. Now, whether, when in the history of the world has a government declared war on its, on its own people, unless it's a despotic government? Yeah. And you can't get them out because they control all means of communication, all means of uh, travel. They control the gasoline, all the major uh, utilities. They make things in utilities that really aren't utilities, like the TV. You see, you just turn your TV on and watch it. Now you've got to pay a fortune. Some of these poor people paying 300 a month just to watch TV. That's well, they've got to laugh at something. Well, it's no, called the, theft. These guys well, came in and they stole the whole country and run it into debt. And everybody sits around and acts like they don't know who did it. Right, but the, what, you know, what we're discussing is the justice part of it. And when some company says, well, the best example is somebody calls me from Canada and they say, well, I don't have long distance, can you call me back? Well, in Canada... Well, I think a good example of what happens to these people is Hillary. And I think God has stepped in, and he's killing her. And she's killing herself with their own, with their own medicine, actually. And well, isn't you that let blessing, them treat you and see if you don't disappear in about six years. Yeah, Richard, I isn't that somebody, a blessing? I, I mean, I, I, somebody, I look at yeah, it the I, same way. I, I heard somebody yeah. say that it was, uh, it was Joe Biden who's been feeding her a little poison. <laughs> wow. Well, I, he doesn't want well, What we I need in every county. Now, listen, I'll tell you what we need in every county. Special prosecutors to prosecute the former prosecutors for stealing from people and this foolish so-called war on drugs, which is actually a war in every block, every city, between the government drugs and the undercover drugs, because our government flies in $1.5 trillion worth of drugs from Afghanistan every year through the CIA. And then they've created ISIS. ISIS is funded by Obama. And he well, gets away with it. Bla- yeah, they're black hoods. The only, uh, here, here's the black hoods. I mean, why would you wear black hoods? Well, because they could be from New Jersey. Well, that way they're you know, not. That's just like the blue helmets for the U.N. forces. Who, who do you know is back with those helmets? Well, I don't. I don't have a gun. So they could be Chinese troops. When, when, when I see a blue helmet, I've got river bar. 
Oh, you're saying the Chinese. Well, see, even if they're Chinese UN forces, I have river rocks, and I will throw the river rocks at their blue helmets. And if you've ever been hit by a five-pound river rock, you're going to go down. I don't care what kind of armor you're wearing. That's right. You know, you know, the right to bear arms. It doesn't say guns. You know, it says the right to bear arms. Yep. That's right. You know, so I don't know what I'm doing with this catapult in the backyard, but I've got a catapult in the backyard. It may be effective. I don't know. I want a nuclear weapon. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, hey, you. Here's 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 the problem. Here's the problem. See. Adam knows this, and I know this because I I have some secret sources. They they banned nuclear weapons in the rest of the galaxy a long time ago. <laughs> and see, so Adam has now just admitted that he wants to take over the entire galaxy. He wants lock, stock, and barrel. And we're about to go to a song for our break, and I'm not sure I'm hearing it. So. Uh, we will discuss Adam's intentions of not only being the head of the UN, but being the head of the galactic enterprise. Has that by the way, good idea? That Just sounds like a greater, a greater accomplishment than the world. Hmm? Oh, the, yeah, the world's just a silly planet. You know, come on. They're yeah. trying that with the space program. <laughs> um, man is an adventuresome fellow. China's getting ahead of us now because we're not uh, we're not minding our p's and q's. Yeah. Uh, the music hasn't started. Here's what's sad about <laughs> China. China has now adopted Western vaccines because they've been told how financially beneficial they are, <laughs> and so now they have little round-faced Chinese kids, age two, who don't talk anymore, even in Chinese. You know, we're creating Chinese autistic kids. That way, being there's so many Chinese people, they'll have so many autistic kids, they won't be able to fight any wars. And they're actually affecting the soldiers, too. You know how the soldiers' health went down from about uh, the Spanish-American War to till 14% were uh, 4F, and it's vaccinations. Well, it goes a lot we'll further than autism. Hey, we're, we're, we'll see you in five. Here comes the music. All right. Thank you, Adam.
people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
of those mercenaries that we've been trying to hire, none of them are upset, even the Cherokee. You know, because, I mean, they got they got fooled by the government. They listened to their lies. So they'd like to see turnabouts fair play. You know, it's the every county in the land is hurting for money. That's what you hear. This is election season. Every county is hurting for money. And yet there are people in the county who are making a lot of money, yet children and seniors are being damaged. So you, everyone has to contact their district attorney and find out if they can stand with Nicholas LaHood. And if, hey, the if worst-case scenarios will get Nicholas LaHood to be the next uh, attorney general. How's that? I like it. I don't think we need to start a petition. You know, rumors work. I mean, there was, there's a rumor that the uh, Zika virus has caused your brain to get a little babyish. I thought that was the pesticides uh, they used to spray for it. <laughs> well, it's, it's actually the, in Brazil, it's the 22 week DAP, uh, DAT, you know, vaccine they get. 22 weeks during pregnancy. Now, as an enteran who's never eaten human brains, what happens at 22 weeks? Yeah, we're vegetarians. I'm not sure yeah. what develops at 22 uh, weeks, but it's very important to know those times because it shows when organs come on lines and what problems can be. A lot of things that are blamed on genetics are actually fetal development. Or ping pong. Yes, ping pong, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the brain develops at uh, 22 weeks. Left brain, right brain. Left brain, right brain. Ping pong. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's um, um, I've been talking to some people, and, and some people even they they're very aware of MSM. They're very proud of the MSM, and I'm saying, well, I'm really happy that you're proud about it. And I'm glad you got something that works. But you know, we spent 17 years trying to prove that it doesn't work, and get people to buy something that does. You know, but but there's enough ego in this event that he's gone through that, well, you know, I, I can't argue with that except for one thing. I've spent 17 years trying to study the MSM that's out there, and it don't work. I know it's not my fault it doesn't work. Yeah, I think it's a good idea you stress those differences. You've done that several times, but it almost should be reminded every week, you know, how it's uh, the color is white and et cetera, et cetera. I'd like to hear that again myself. Well, it's something um, about the crystallization, what is it? Well, it's sulfur is a crystal. And, you know, whether it's a yellow yellow dirt crystal or it's the organic sulfur crystal from the wood pulp that they say it's not made from, I like that part. <laughs> and, um, and you know, and so it, it, it starts as a crystal, and its full cycle goes back to a crystal. And it won't come out as a crystal. Like if you take a teaspoon of MSM or a teaspoon of sulfur and you put it in two ounces of water, and you make sure it dissolves. I mean, this is a pretty highly concentrated solution of sulfur. And then you drink off 90% or you pour off 90% and you see what grows. And every time the crystals are different. It's almost like the, you know, the lost golden tablets. You know, and, the, and these crystals are sort of speaking to me. And I don't speak crystal. I don't speak French. And Benjamin has written a book about organic sulfur in French. I don't read French. So Andrea, who's our study director in Romania, translated into Romanian. I don't read Romanian. 
So she says she's going to translate it into English. And, you know, that'll be, that'll be such a joy to read about something that I didn't have much to do with. Because in Europe, they've just been playing on their own drum. Because in Europe, you have to have a doctor's prescription to buy MSM. But you don't need a doctor's prescription to buy organic sulfur. Oh, my goodness. What a clever thing, these laws they have. So, so what other part should I mention? That was the part. That's very interesting. And, you know, it's, it's something that we learned. It's something we, you know, when, when, after this old man threw me a bag of organic sulfur, and I tried to go and find organic sulfur, and I got it from the same source he got it from, and that was very painful. It was very, very painful to work with this guy who had been a Ph.D. for Crown Zellerbach. He made it very, very painful to do business with him, and then he went out of business. The guy who introduced methane to the world in the United States was a uh, chemist at, uh, named, um, oh, come on, Herschler, and he went out to uh, uh, Oregon to wonder why state of Oregon wouldn't let them dump the stinky paper water in the Columbia River. Oh, my goodness, it stinks. If they would have done so, the aquifer in the Columbia River Basin would be so amazing that Godzilla would come for the weekend. You know, it's, they, they, they cut their nose off. That pulp mill had been running for a long, long time, and nothing had died in the sound. Nothing had died in the sound. But someone got in their idea that that's stinky bad stuff and it shouldn't be there, so let's not get So what did Herschler say? Well, give it to me. And all of a sudden we had, in 1946, the MSM business. Yep. Almost overnight. Problem is, it doesn't work anymore. So, but that's, you know, uh, we call those people who make MSM and we say, aren't you getting tired of that we're taking all your damn money? You know, why don't they have a retort? John, I mean, you know, Adam, why, Richard, why don't, why, don't, why don't they have a snappy comeback? Oh, we have got all the money we need. Now, you know, this is called dead air, and Frank's going nuts. <laughs> he, he, he thinks the power has gone out. He thinks the chickens have eaten the power line again. Uh, this is such a sad situation. Now, uh, we're all listening. We're just taking notes. Oh, I, oh, I know. But see, that's if if I'm just talking, we're in trouble. <laughs> um, the being a Superman has been sort of retired and shot and all that sort of stuff, and we know that he was just a guy. So now we're going to re-inaugurate Mighty Mouse. You know, if if we all have the strength of Mighty Mouse. We will be one bunch of nasty rodents, <laughs> and no one want to mess with us. You know, and and that's it's it, it, it's time to get fanciful about this, because if the president tells you to go and get vaccinated, he's lying. That was a lie or just stupidity. I take your pick. Uh, and then when all the other people say, well, just get your vaccinations, just get your vaccinations. 
And yet the people who make these vaccines have absolutely no liability because Mrs. Reagan evidently was stepping out on Ronnie with one of the presidents of one of the drug companies. I don't know. You know I don't know which rumors to believe. But all of a sudden the drug companies have a free ride to damage our children, ourselves, and our parents. And here comes Nicholas LaHood on a white charger with a uh, full shiny suit of armor and a big buckler and a big sword. And, you know, it's, the DA is supposed to be on our side. And that's, I, I checked it, and that's what it says. Uh, even years ago on the famous uh, ancient videos, Adam 12 on the side of the card said, serve and protect. I mean, I know that no one on the phone is from L.A., but is that true? It's supposed to be, but L.A. has one of the crookedest police departments in the country. Uh, well, New York is, of course, more crooked. But yeah, well, it's, they, it's, they have they have to they they work with crooked people. They work with people who start on Ritalin. You know, I mean, in L.A., they they work with people named Rodney Young, and the people who also named Rodney Young aren't smart enough to change their damn names. You know, it's the when you when you give someone unfettered power, and they just don't believe they're going to have to answer to anybody, then they'll do unfettered things. They'll do they'll do nasty things. I mean, things your mom never would have told you about, and they'll do it just because they're mean. But what I found with regards to organic sulfur is those people who are especially mean, except for Dick Cheney, because he hasn't ever called. But if, if they take organic sulfur twice a day, they become nice guys and nice girls. It's rather interesting. I'll let that soak in. Now, Dick Cheney has not called. Well, it worked for Saul. He became Paul, so maybe Dick will become Richard. <laughs> well, you know, uh, that that story is interesting because sort of the way that this, uh, and the guy's name is Jay Farmer. He's dead now. He did, just didn't take sulfur, so he died. Um, but he was from Bountiful, Utah, and he was a farmer, and he really didn't like to, to pay all these penalties and all these crappy things that, that the IRS said he had to pay. In his bookkeeping, he didn't have to pay that. So he went to court and he beat them. And if he wrote you a check, he would put a rubber stamp on the back of the check. None of this money will ever go to the federal government. And if you accept the check, you have to agree to those terms. So he threw me the organic sulfur, and he really was a sort of a sick old curmudgeon, but he didn't take it. You know, yeah, uh, it's like the, it, the it, mechanic's it, uh, wife's car that, that never has repairs <laughs> performed. Yeah, I mean, it's the, uh, um, I mean, he could have benefited from taking it, but, you know, what he did was just pass the information on. It yeah, wasn't thank you, uh, Patrick. Yes? John? Yes. No, I'm saying... Thank you for you, because uh, he's introduced it to, what is it now, 14 years? 17. Has it been that long now? You know, I, 
Yeah, I think we're going to have to send you in for a neurological testing. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe I'll go down the halls and have Hitler there in your wheelchair or something. Who knows? You know, Rich, Richard, John asked, well, how long have we been doing the show with Richard? Uh, three years? <laughs> yeah, I think we better. Yeah. I think we're going to send you in for another t- <laughs> Yeah, Just a reaming out. That's all I need. I'm yeah, taking my ginkgo. So, I'm taking my ginkgo. I love it. Excellent, excellent. And you know, I've I've the uh, I've talked to some people who have some really weird cancer and really weird things. I mean, how many people? It, raise your right hand if you've ever heard of myasthenia gravis. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Adam's heard about. Yeah. And I worked with a guy named uh, Henry J. L. Van Dyke who was fascinated by myasthenia gravis. You know, if someone was in the hospital elevator who had myasthenia gravis, he would he would almost drug them and drag them into the office because he wanted to study them. All right. Describe <laughs> it, please. Describe it, please. And we didn't know anything about sulfur back then. But now the neurological change that we're seeing, I have a funny feeling we're going to be getting some positive results. And if anybody's going to Vegas and they run into Steve Wynn, don't be surprised if he didn't see you because his peripheral vision is shot. Hmm. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, he can't see to the side. He, he can see a narrow okay, uh, but you know, you have, tunnel vision. You, and But you if you were to add organic sulfur to his diet, he may be able to see all of his artwork. You haven't described what this myanus gravis is. So. Well, the myasthenia gravis is a, a neurological condition that allows one eye to sort of disregard the other eye, and so... The eyelids get really clever, but it actually affects your vision as well. It affects your stereopsis, and it's supposed to be just one of those never gets better. Well, except that it seems to get better. Well, if you, you know, had it, was this what was... But, uh, yeah, a person with myasthenia gravis generally has one eye covered because they see double vision. Right, but was this relieved with you when you began sulfur 17 years ago? You said you no, had because uh, no, they, what, the studying that I was talking about was back in the seventies. Henry J. L. Van Dyke was the head of the Department of Ophthalmology, Division of Ophthalmology, and he was a neuro ophthalmologist. So if you had if you had a neurological eye problem, I mean, he would swoop down out of the rafters and jump on you. Yeah, but was his surgery successful? There wasn't any surgery involved. Well, what did he do for his patients? Gelatin works too. Lysine <laughs> or gelatin works for myasthenia gravis. See, you know, when you're studying things, you're not trying to fix everything. <laughs> That's the purpose of study. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, we'll see you in five. Much- <laughs> oh, there is They say he wandered very far, very far. A little shy and a set of but very wise was he. And then one day, a magic day passed by the way. Yeah. 
Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Isn't food. 
stop for that's right. Yeah. And you know, and but we're you know, we work hard for that food. And you know when we Oh yeah, you're we, paying we, you're paying good money and you're being robbed. It's yeah. theft on a grand scale. Well, see another reason for this DA. You need to reach out to your county DAs and you know, implore them to do their job and they That's need right. They need money. to prosecute the person putting their food out on the shelf. Right, the big companies you can't you know you can't sue the big companies. Go ahead, sue. Uh, you know they're saying it's food, but it's not food. It's poison. Uh, most and of it has glyphosate yeah. in it. Aspartame, uh, fluoride. You name it. And that's what that's what D. A. Nicholas LaHood is sort of miffed about is that they're you know it's fraud. They're not telling us the truth, and the truth is that's right. Arming our children, you know, so that's that's prosecutable, and the county makes oh, yeah. more money. The oh, roads yeah. are in better shape. The school—you don't have to kill everybody in the school to get a new schoolhouse like Sandy Hook. Well, that's like putting bromide in bread to quick rise, and and they got rid of the uh, iodine, and that's caused the obesity all over the nation. All the bread has bromide in it, and it makes people obese. It gets on the thyroid. We thought it was just because John ate it. Instead of sulfur, Doug and Mel know about sulfur, and they're keeping us from the truth. You can't make thyroid hormone without sulfur. Impossible. You can't have photosynthesis without sulfur. They know this. They know it, and we're and we're learning it. Iron sulfur proteins are the hottest things in medical research, but do they, do they tell the public? No. <laughs> well, now what, there's the motivation. Why don't they tell the public? See, if you have a healthy citizenry, you're going to have 60% of your uh, professional people without a job. I mean, you know, I'm sorry. They're going to. They, if no one's sick. The doctors are going to have to do something, or are they going to start a military coup? Can you see a bunch of doctors with hypodermic needles invading Washington? Instead of well, if uh, carpenters, if carpenters did like doctors, they'd build houses that would collapse and kill people or injure them, <laughs> so they could be treated. And they would take those carpenters and they'd put them in jail for life, probably. And that's what they need to do with some of the doctors. Or yeah, or they put them on a cross and crucify them. Well, they already did that two thousand years ago. Yeah, yeah, the the, the and I don't think we need to redo it again. I mean, this is no. We need to think of things that are really, really funny. Um, you know the um, because being sick well, what's is really so funny, funny is why people put up with all this. Well, they go back for more. Yeah. I mean, my dentist is a wonderful guy, and he put a he put a filling in, and uh, and it fell out, and so he he because I went and saw him to show him it fell out, he charged me money, and then he charged me money to put it back in. As soon as he smooths it down, I think we'll have a discussion about the charges. You know, when I was in the car business and the car didn't work, uh, it was sort of my responsibility to get it to work, even though they were probably going to pay for it. It was it was still my deal. You know, and, and everybody who calls me is my deal. Uh, at, you know, and I, I guess that's, that's just, you know, the 
the Irish were never allowed to own anything, so everybody who calls me is my deal. You know, because I was never allowed to own anything. You know, just that's that's one of the sad parts about the Irish. Even when they were fighting for their own freedom, they still weren't allowed to own anything. <laughs> Pretty much what happens today, people think they own their car with a pink slip, but only the motor vehicles department has the actual pink slip. It, the uh, the real pink slip. Uh, yeah, uh, we. I have. I have a friend that I've got to know through sulfur and through the study and everything like that. And uh, he used to be involved in the theatrical trade. Then he got involved in the trucking business. And but he he's he's been so dedicated on trying to be white that he figured the only way he could do it was get sick and have a stroke and go in the hospital so they'd treat him like he was white. Guess what? They didn't care what color he was. Green is the color they're interested in, yeah, or gold. Yeah, that's. Yeah, he turned. He went from dark brown to green. <laughs> Luckily, he got out. You know, but the uh, I, you know, I don't like it when people have their little strokes, and you know, and especially if they've been taking sulfur, which you haven't been doing. And the, um, uh, you know, but I mean, it's not my job to chastise people if they're doing it wrong. Uh, you know, but I really appreciate the fact that they call if they have a question or if they think they're dying. I love it when it was the dying was, oh, please call me if you're dying. And um, it, 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 it's, it's how you actually learn what happens, you know, in a, in a group of people as you talk to the people. You don't build a theoretical model or a computer model and say, well, this is the way it is, and we can get rid of Zika by taking that uh, pesticide that that governor's wife sort of owns the patent for and <laughs> spray it all over the whole state of Florida and just even on Aaron, you know, that Aaron Elizabeth place. Health Nut News, they just they kept buzzing her. What they do to try to intimidate me on, on the veterans there, whatever it is, is they fly a Huey with a side gunner over real low. Hmm. <laughs> you know, 50 feet off the deck, I wave, hi. <laughs> How you doing today? Um, we need to get everyone we talk to laughing about their silly health. So maybe they'll consider something to do about it. And, you know, there's other things other than sulfur. Uh, iodine, Richard mentioned, is a wonderful thing to do. But I think we need to consider sunlight. Oh, we get sunlight. No, we don't. We wear glasses. We're driving cars with plasticized glass. Uh, flint glass is the only glass that the, the sunlight gets through. So and we're just, not we're using just, incandescent bulbs at night. <laughs> well, now, the... Um, What's what's interesting is, and this West keeps this a secret. No one's listening, are they? Um, our West Coast day director is. Uh, I met him. I met him as an electrician. He was actually a, a spy acting as an electrician. And the uh, he's using uh, LED lights to grow basil. 
They're using those on cows, too, and they're drastically reducing the production of milk because the cows are not immune to the LEDs. Not a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, but basil is not a cow. Basil may be okay. Human beings, cows, mammals. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, let's let's not fry everybody with LEDs, you know, uh, uh, saturating our uh, visual cortex with... uh, varying frequencies until we think we've gone mad and we start riding the pony again. Uh, the when uh, if, if we're if if we're going to deal with bear in Montana, we better have a way a backup way to grow food. And and this is a backup way to grow food. Is it, is it good for the people who work around it? Well, they don't work around it. The food grows itself. And, you know, and there's a, I think they call it a medical marijuana business in California. And that stuff's being grown under the same lights. And it grows real fast. Wow. So the thing I'm trying to get at is we are a culmination of 24 minerals of life and all of the frequencies of light, of sunlight. And if we always wear our rose-colored glasses or our gray-tinted glasses or our, you know, pearl glasses all the time, and we really are sort of offended by the sun trying to break into our space, we're defeating our our pineal gland. We're really robbing our pituitary. Very important. Yep, We're supposed to be associated with blue and green during the day, not at night. That's where the trouble starts. Nature designed the timing or circadian rhythm to that blue light to be at a certain time of day. Your blue light is primarily at high noon, your green light about 2, your yellow light about 3 to 4, and then your orange and red. You have red light at sunrise and sunset. That's why your shadows are green. It's all natural. But once you start breaking that pattern, you know, we can tolerate a certain amount of it, but not this Las Vegas uh, light uh, lifestyle we live nowadays. In we pay a price for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in 1970, I had the odious task of being the traveling unit manager. So I would go from the psych unit to the two west to two east to uh, you know to the three west. I, mean, I when there was time for the unit manager to have their day off, I would be the floater and I'd go and cover the other the other uh, you know uh, duties, I guess. And so I'm in the uh, psych unit counting their uh, tongue depressors and their and all, and all the other stuff, including their syringes, because that's what a unit manager does. And I hear a commotion out in the sort of common area, and I walk out there, and there's 13, I counted them, uh, teenage boys, all boys, uh, with their bankies and their jammies and their thumbs and uh, and and. You know, I'm the unit manager. No one told me anything about it. And so I tried to find out from them. It's a foolish idea. I was going to ask these kids what's going on. And I found one, and what he said was interesting. Too loud, too bright. Too loud, too bright. And that's, that's, that's Asperger's. That's autism. Too loud, too bright. And, you know, the... I, I don't care what anybody says about what we're doing. 
if we have 34 kids who are no longer autistic, then the mothers of children who have been vaccine damaged are probably foolish to not try this. I mean, we have tried to kill everybody and failed. Is that just too bad of a funny joke to use? I mean, it's the truth. Look what it's done to our longevity. How many people do you know who they're dead? I have a lot of my friends that are dead. Their parents are still alive. What's that about? And we're supposed to be living longer now? (laughs) Yeah, but Adam, is that affected with the circadian rhythm, the stuff? No, this is now vaccination and other things. It's our Uh our health. Actually, our health problems started with doctors in the 1500s, pretty much. What they practice today was done in 1500s. You can find medical books that sound just like today's medical books, except they didn't have x-rays and things. They had the same toxic medicines, but uh, just no x-rays and things of that nature. Then you were just toxic with the medication, not with the, uh, with the test. Right now, about 50% of people die from the test, including dental x-rays. Dentists are some of the biggest assassins in white there are. And they get a free range. If you go back in time to the original dentists, uh, like in 1500s, they knew what they were doing. They had complete, uh, complete uh, natural herb uh, pharma- pharmaceuticals, their own version, natural ones, to heal dental problems. And people lived to 150 back then. You don't find that since vaccinations. Well, you know, but I want you to think about this. We have two really, really wealthy people, Mark Zuckerberg and uh, Bill Gates, who are making a serious argument that there's just too damn many unwashed peasants of County Mayo running around. That's, That's why right. they get to the school system, because that kills more people than anything. <laughs> and what it's communism. Well, it's communism. Yeah. What is the state doing telling us what we need to learn anyway? If I want to believe that that the Antarians discovered America. That's my right. I don't have to know that Columbus <laughs> probably baloney. He didn't discover hey, anything. Who discovered Columbus? Hey, hey, no, no, yeah. I mean, see, the Society of Columbus really get pissed off if you tell. You've got to be quiet about that one. <laughs> the Vikings the, discovered uh, America. Yeah, the, the but... Actually, the Chinese um, did even before that. I believe in about 800 A.D. they discovered America. There's even a temple here in California that that uh, a historical marker. You don't hear much about that anyplace. And what well, are the Vikings no, runes, hey, runes doing in Michigan and Oklahoma? There's no, money, yeah, there's no money in it. There's just no money in it. I mean, if if you know if we if we let it out that the Vikings caused the Cherokee to have green eyes, huh? I mean, you know that's. You know, now we're talking about people touching their peepees. Or the Iroquois landed in England before we landed in America. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. Actually, they landed in 1100, but the the uh, the Irish got to the United States, I believe, in 800 A.D. I uh, I'm not There's aware a historical of that, monument in Ireland. Uh, what's the place where they made a couple of Irish movies? That's where they you'll find that monument. There, a friend of mine has seen it. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not surprised about what the Irish do. I'm quite frankly, I'm amazed about what the Irish do. <laughs> um, you know, there's a there's a Dan Cobb calls me the James Joyce of sulfur. Okay, <laughs> you know, okay, I'll take that. And uh, and then Bruce Adams coined me as the Sultan of sulfur, and that coinage 
will get us into the Middle East, and we will actually have the lion laying down with the lamb. Don't see it happening, Patrick. Well, Sorry. I know, but you're in, you're in Connecticut and you don't have a job. <laughs> hey, before you go on, I want to go back to what uh, Adam was saying there about these vaccines and, in fact, we're not living. One of the things that surprised me quite a bit today, I was watching uh, a lot about Trump and his explanation of his uh, medical status, and uh, he mentioned his uh, cholesterol was like 169, and I'm thinking, well, that's too low. But then uh, he yeah. goes on later. <laughs> well, why are you laughing? It is too low. It is. Well, I agree. Hey, we hey, we we have we have a guy who, when he called, he said, "Look, I'm trying to get my cholesterol up to 900." One of the and troubles said, is those tests are done at the wrong time of day, so we don't really know what those tests are anyway. You could change your cholesterol in one hour about 50 points. <laughs> so those tests are well, nonsense anyway. Adam, this guy wanted his cholesterol over 900 because he realized when his cholesterol was high, he was almost like it was like in the movie Dune. His eyes turned blue and he could fly in space. Well, any politician that goes and gets a medical check is a dork anyway. That includes Trump and <laughs> all of them. They depend yeah, on mainstream assassins in white. So they have no business going to a doctor. Well, just take I a look. Sulfur yeah, has 30 allotropes. Calcium, I mean, carbon only has five allotropes. Think of it. So yeah. carbon may be Superman, but sulfur is plastic man. Can you imagine no, no. 30 no, allotropes? Uh, no, no, Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse. Well, allotropes. Mighty Mouse. It can do, yeah. if, if it's a shape shifter. Carbon can't do that. See? All it's got is diamond, charcoal, uh, bucky balls, and uh, what's the uh, missing one there? Uh, uh, anyway, it's got four or five. Sulfur has 30. Yeah, where do we know bucky balls from? Uh, G. Patrick Flanagan, if I can recall correctly. No, uh, what's his name? Buckminster Fuller. That's why yeah, his name is He goes into it, but he doesn't go into no. the sulfur part. He goes into the silica oh. part, which has a certain amount of validity, but the sulfur part's yeah. more important. He would have been better if he went and looked for those nano uh, uh, carbon, like in the, in the iron uh, sulfur uh, complexes and proteins. Because yeah, but Adam, did, are, am I correct that uh, G. Patrick Flanagan discovered the 263rd type of silica? That's why yep. his crystal yep. energy is all would have, been, would have been better if he went into sulfur, but at least he did sulfur. Well, he, he did. Well, he, well, Patrick, wasn't that what you oh, got yeah, him yeah, on the show? Yeah, he, yeah, he, the, I um, didn't hear him talk about the 30 allotropes of sulfur. No, he didn't talk about the thirty dollars. And he never I've never seen him ever talk about that. And I know him. I mean I I knew him back in he had an office in our uh metaphysical bookstore. Right. And when you and uh you knew Gail, Crystal Gale. Yeah, before she died. His second wife. The and one the tall the, one. The tall one? The yeah. the Amazon that was an actor and a Gurji fan? Well, yeah. the, but she, but she also was uh, had a degree in biochemistry. Interesting. She was a head taller yeah. than he was. And oh she was, yeah, well, she yeah, was yeah. a nice lady. He wanted to nurse, and she was the right height. <laughs> well, she did have big the, business. Uh, 
Yeah, but but when you know when she sort of up and died, that's when Patrick had his stroke. I found a video showing him pre-stroke, and then here he was on our show stuttering, post-stroke, came back on our show, no stroke. How do you like my youthful voice? Wow. Uh, you know, it, we, we we all haven't, you know, I mean, you you believe that the Antarians will actually save the Earth at the last moment, and then you'll take all the atomic weapons out all the way out to the far edge of the galaxy, and you'll rule like Ming the Merciless. <laughs> Adam, you, you bring up a question. Back. Yeah. Uh-huh. You bring up what? a question in my mind, because you were here when uh, Patrick was on the show, but you never queried him on what you just mentioned. You never heard him. I was here. I was here to learn about what he was talking about, but not sulfur. He just mentioned sulfur, but he he didn't go into the allotropes and things like that. And that's yeah, okay. You know, you know, you know, we all specialize oh, yeah. in what we do. So he's the silica guy, and uh, you guys are the here. sulfur guys. <laughs> but yeah, let me let me. You know, this is something he never wrote about, and for some reason, I just thought I'd try it. So I tried it. And we'll and we'll talk about it when we come back after we find how important the water is. See you in five. Thank you.
box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Or simply call 316-619-4886. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
This is a sulfur hour plus one. We're at the last half hour of the plus one. Uh, we were discussing Patrick Flanagan and, 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 and all the people who've, you know, discovered something or run across something or been attacked by robbers. Uh, you know, we're all working together. And, and those people who are working against us are our government. They don't really mean to do that. You know, they just, once they get into that, you know, that, that hallowed howl, halls, halls, howls, halls, you know, it depends on if you have owls or not. Uh, and they decide that we don't know anything and that they have to pass laws to protect us so that their friends can make money. Now, that's not the American way. I mean that's not really the American way. I mean, you know, it, if if you if you if you read the sacred sacred documents and you see the sacred videos, you see Galaxy Quest, you know, and the Twilight Zone. That's not the way it's supposed to be. You know, Corky sang about the greatest gift of all: to love and be loved in return. Kate singing about I'm going to love you no matter what. But we've got nine million, 9 million bicycles in Beijing. We've got 7 million autistic children in the world. That gives us 2 million bicycles to sell for the profit. I mean, if, hey, if we're here to make the money, I mean, if that's why we're here to make the money, let's make the money. Come on, let's sell those damn bicycles. But let's stop making autistic kids. Let's end vaccines now. None of them have ever worked, ever worked, ever, ever, ever worked, ever worked. But we've been told they are. It's a good rumor. I love it. I mean, what a con job. You know, Robert Redford and Paul Newman can't do the movie Sting over again, so we'll have to do the movie Sting on our own terms. We spend the money. Well, if you're the... Uh, success status that the original Sting did, uh, that'd be good. I mean, that was a hell of a movie. <laughs> well, think about it. That's what they're doing to us every day. Well, true. You know, if we... And not only to us, like... though, uh, to... to, to uh, I just want to finish up with Donald Trump. Also to somebody like him. He did say that he was on Crestor, a statin drug. Now, wait a minute. Here's a guy... And it reminded me of Steve Jobs. Because Steve Jobs yeah. succumbed to pancreatic cancer. And you remember Nick Gonzalez always said that, uh, well, he didn't, but he was curing a lot of it. But his mentor there, Dr. Kelly, Kelly had that himself and cured himself. That's when he discovered it. But he always said it was the easiest cancer to cure. So my point is, here a guy, Donald Trump, who's, you know, twice my IQ and my wallet, I mean, <laughs> his, he's a billionaire. Why doesn't he have the knowledge that somebody like me has that, you know, I mean, I don't understand it. I mean, they don't they don't get it. You're John, talking about this subterfuge. Your, hand, your hands are bigger. Whatever. But the point is, yeah. you know, okay, I'm nobody here, 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 and I know here, about here. it. No, 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 no. It's better to be lucky than smart. Yeah. No, the point is, why do I know it? And why doesn't somebody like he, with all his fancy doctors, he doesn't know it. He's on Crestor. He believes he doesn't know. You don't. That's yeah. the difference. He hasn't, yeah. He hasn't uh, uh, visited the internet and listened to Stephanie Sennis and then Dr. Joe Mercola talk about uh, statins and you know and what it does. You know the uh, 
Cholesterol is brain food. That's how you feed your brain. And yeah, cholesterol you need it. It's necessary. Make, right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how you make new arterioles. You can't make new arterioles without cholesterol. You can make veins without cholesterol. You can't make arterioles without cholesterol. So he's just unaware of that. But see, the interesting thing about Donald is when he's wrong, he understands he's wrong and he moves on. All right, we got that out of the way. Now, I've got to tell you, Patrick Flanagan never reported that crystal energy will heal a uh, or close a sebaceous cell carcinoma, topically. But it seems to be doing just that. Well, what's your example of that, water. Well, I happen to have one of those things on my lip. I've I've had to push doctors back, especially dermatologists or plastic surgeons. They want to take it off in the elevator. <laughs> so you've been using the crystal energy, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> well, what prompted you to do that when you got this offer? Uh, I'm crazy. You knew that. I mean, I've been crazy. I've been crazy all these years. You know, I mean, hey, I've tried everything on it. But this stuff seems to be working, huh? Yeah, it seems to be. <laughs> and Patrick's in South America, so I can't really have been able to get a message to him. That's interesting. It, you know, the we don't know everything about everything. And the people who say they know everything about everything must believe that we're fools. I mean, what else can we assume? And so it's it's up to us to really understand what's going on, and especially when it comes to our biology. Uh, you know, we have people who defy all the rules. They smoke, they drink, they do this, they do that, and they live a long time. And they may even enjoy life. And then we have people who don't do any of those things and don't enjoy life, and they die when they're quite young. You know, so maybe enjoying life is part of the program. You have to enjoy life. Perhaps the most important thing, look at Hugh Hefner. He's 90 and drank 30 Pepsis a day. Still does. Uh, oh, wow. Are you serious? I'm serious. But now he's going to shorten his life because he's not drinking the sugared Pepsis anymore. He switched oh, to God. the ones with the artificial sweetener. So so that's not that's a good a, sign. The sugar would have been okay. Well, you know, they uh, I survived on 64 ounces of Dr. Pepper every day that I was out selling wheels and tires to the dealers in Salt Lake. And I and I got I got really quite corpulent, I got up to 155 pounds. I, I, Warren you know, Buffett three, only does 3 cherry cokes a day. Oh, that's uh-huh. for dinner though, I guess. Huh? Well, you know, and um this is information that Warren Buffett could actually benefit from. I mean, he has yep. he has companies that have employees, and you know, and and we have employees who work for companies, and the and the companies make more money because the employees aren't sick. They show. Well, I just find day. it, I find it difficult that consuming thirty Pepsi's a day with all that sugar and the acidity, and money uh, I mean, and. Money and happiness does it. That's why if you read the obituaries here in Montecito where everybody but me has money, they die at 100 or so regularly. But you go into Santa Barbara where there's less money, then they die at the regular age, 60, 70. But here, read the obituaries in Montecito. See how they die, 105, 103, 98, 
blah, blah, blah. Look at so, it. has a lot have... to do with it. It overrides it because we make chemicals with our thoughts, that uh, real chemicals. I mean, we move them around to where they're supposed to be. And look at Hillary. She's got a cough because she it, it's a noted psychological sign of aggression. So she's not as aggressive, so she gets a cough. And it leads to pathological problems. So unless she so we, gets we, aggressive and yeah. starts punching somebody or shooting someone, she's she'll face should we herself send out. her yeah, should should we send her Excalibur? <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just an idea. I mean, you know, at least we can have a fair fight. Um, but you know, the thing that people may not understand is the election has nothing to do with Donald Trump or nothing to do with Hillary Clinton. It has a lot to do with us. It has nothing to do with us, too, but we don't realize that. So we follow it on CNN and Fox News like yeah, but it's I mean, real. No, I know, but see, if, 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 if we continue to grow at this ridiculous rate that we're growing, we will have enough people so that we can actually sway public opinion, because guess what? We will be public opinion. Oh, how dreadful. You know, ex-hippies in public opinion? Oh, my goodness, this is dangerous. But, you know, the whole idea is we're all brothers. Why in the world will we try to kill each other? You know, well, Adam uh, can tell you this. The reason the Antarians haven't taken over the earth is because we're too bellicose. We are too warlike. We will fight for no reason whatsoever and kill each other for absolutely no reason. Yeah, well, just look yeah. at the ghettos. <laughs> Ever since we went on gold in 1873, then the problem started. We were on silver and gold and other uh, other types of currency from 1792 when we first got into our money in this country. <laughs> And then we finally went on gold in 1873. They took it off for a while because of a terrible depression that happened, and then they put it on permanently in 1900. And now we have currency that's based on going down and digging huge holes two and a half miles into the earth to get fractions of a chemical from tons of earth. How ridiculous is that? Well, there's a lot of that going on. And by the way, Adam, you mentioned you mentioned all these old millionaires. Look at David Rockefeller, 101 or 102, and just his seventh heart transplant. I mean, no, he didn't have a heart transplant. That's false. I don't know how many if he's had any, but he certainly hasn't had well, seven. That's, I, hey, I, 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 I've got some inside information, and what happened is he had a brain transplant, and they got. Um, the Marty Feldman to go get the brain, and he broke the first one, and so he had to take the one that said Abby, Abby normal, and that's you know there's there's now he's got David Rockefeller. Oh. They've always used the natural methods. You know, the main supporter and why we know about uh, Kellogg is because Rockefeller was his supporter. He was also the supporter of Otto Warburg. He worked in his labs. Yeah, what's the connection there? You mentioned that before. I, I was not aware of it. Rockefeller With, uh, was smart enough to know where health was. He didn't use his own methods. You know, the, especially the old man was a uh, homeopathy, used homeopathy until the day he died. Well, wasn't he? He might have used some medicine, but mainly homeopathy. Yeah, but didn't he consume mother's milk? He had a wet nurse, and uh, he was not, drinking a lot I'm of not, 
sure if that's legitimate. I wouldn't be surprised because oh, that's I, the yeah, real cholesterol. You don't get it from a cow. <laughs> yeah, he. That was very. That's a verifiable. There's like three or four sources on that. Mother's yeah. cholesterol yeah. in Phoenix went for five hundred dollars a pop. More if you wanted it from the breast directly. That was the hey, black market. That's a question, Adam. How long the, the first milk the mother secretes is cholesterol? How yep. long does it last? How, how many days? You know that's a good question. I I believe it it lasts long enough to give immunity because they've found that uh, you have much less dental problems if you're breastfed than even if you're breastfed and bottle fed. If you give a bottle in between that, you start to destroy the immunity. The original vaccination, the only vaccination we need is breast milk. That's how nature does it successfully. Right. And so right, if but you're, it's, it's if you're not breastfed with a wet nurse or something, you're screwed in this life. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Richard, do you know the answer to that? How long does a colostrum? Seven to ten days. Seven to ten days for lactation. It is that long? Lactating. Yeah. The other enzymes last a longer time, but the colostrum, I know, is short term. So it's a well, seven the, days. Uh, and yeah, the interesting thing about the baby, uh, the baby goes up real fast. It, it becomes immune rapidly. Yeah. And, yeah, but remember, uh, yeah, excuse me, but remember in Japan, they don't vaccinate until the child's two years old, because apparently, and I haven't studied it, but from what I understand, that's when the mature, the immune system is mature. It takes two, that's, two years. Well, that's when they're less. They shouldn't really vaccinate. That's a crime. Yeah, I mean, John, here's the thing. They still have autism in Japan, and they really have a problem with um, asthma and and, bre and respiratory issues. You know, you'll see yeah, well, these pictures of people in Japan. They all got their face covered up. Well, they don't want to breathe each other's air, and, but they also can't breathe. At least the Japanese did that. And I knew that back in the days when Clinton was president, I heard him on TV lie and say we were the only country in the world that didn't vaccinate right after birth. Yeah, that's... Because at that well, time, they we were advising us birth. to wait two years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we vaccinate before birth. That's right. Now, there is really the pity. Well, no. that's, uh, it's, it's, it's assault and battery. You know, we, I, I'm going to take this, the DAs. The DAs, assault and battery. It's assault and battery. Patrick, and well, you brought this problem. up, and you know the name of the vaccine, but you were saying this Zika malarkey. It's all due to a vaccine that the pregnant mother takes midterm. Twenty-two and weeks. I'm sorry. It's mandatory at twenty-two weeks. If you're pregnant, you have to go in and get a DTAP vaccine at twenty-two weeks. Merlin and what is that vaccine. for? Apparently, what what do they inoculate for? Diphtheria, uh, tetanus, uh, and pertussis. Okay, that used to be the DPT, didn't it? Well, it still is, but they're now giving it at 22 weeks in Brazil. <laughs> and some of the mothers are getting kids with little itty-bitty brains that go... Not to... You know, not I mean, to come on, we're picking oh. on moms here. This hey, is a rotten thing to do to a mother. I just came across an article that in this country we have thousands of microcephaly, and, and there's no Zika. So where's it coming from? Hello? Just what you're saying, I believe it's that vaccine in 22 weeks. Yeah, I I believe that's what it is, and you're nobody's making a connection on it. 
And by the way, well, before I, we're going to be out of time here, but I just want to go back to your – you got me thinking there. Um, uh, as far as uh, your whatever that deal you've got going on in your, in your face with the uh, with the uh, the water, you know, the microcluster. The microcluster right. is, is, and I'm thinking real quickly here, makes water wetter. It reduces the surface tension, as Flanagan discussed. And water is right. H2O, O oxygen. Maybe right. is it that form of oxygen? Do you think that might be helping it, whereas maybe the sulfur did oh, not? I don't, you know, I have no idea. It's just something I did on a lark, and I noticed that it was work. I mean, if you've got a sebaceous cell carcinoma, what you've got is, is a, is an egg that you've cracked open and put on some toast, and before you cook it, it, it keeps moving, keeps sort of doing things that are weird, and yeah, but... uh, it's an ex, it's an external cancer. And no, it's not really a threat to anybody's life. It's disfiguring. But, you know, it's my disfigurement, and I'm weird enough that I want to see you know, what work. I'm ready to get a cut off now, but the, the crystal energy may, 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 may allow me to do so. Yeah, but Patrick, what I'm concerned about is if Otto Orbery is correct, 35% reduction of oxygen, why did you get this on your lip or whatever? I mean, how did you get that? You're taking not, all the sulfur. Because I actually caused it. I had a an lip. injury. I had, or? I had what? Yeah, I, I caused it. I was, I was injecting uh, some of Gary's insulin into this blip on my face, and well, you know, it didn't really turn out all that well. But see, I told you a long time ago, I'm crazy. Yeah, but I don't understand the actually. Whether well, you're no, crazy or well, not, well, how did you get it? The point is, it's on the outside. It's on the outside. It's on still the cancer. Outside, not on the inside. It's on the outside. So, Patrick, is it not cancer? Pardon? Is it not cancer? Um, carcinoma is cancer to me. I mean, yeah, but, but yeah, but it's a basal cell carcinoma, and that I'm just they're you know, they're just not, uh, and, and the sun doesn't cause them. Uh, and you know, it's just uh, it's uh, it, if it don't worry me, it shouldn't worry you. No, I'm not worried. I'm just trying to yeah, figure out why you have it. Well, it's the, yeah, it's, it's it's one of my little projects, like me growing hair on top of a bald head. Well, that's, that's almost impossible. Sometimes Pardon? it takes a while for those to go away, too. They come and they go. If we leave them alone, sometimes when you cut them off, and this isn't always the case, it actually yeah. encourages the the other cells are recruited to turn into cancer cells and multiply. Right. So when you cut it off, make sure there's no other cells nearby or they're not in communication. Well, and the other thing is uh, I believe that the sulfur will eventually address it because it will it'll allow it to heal up once it's been addressed, whatever way that's going to be. Uh, but I'm just amazed at how, you know, I, I ask people, well, do you have any scars? You know, because I didn't always ask people if they had scars. But now when, the, you know, when they realize that the scar's gone, a scar they've had since they were nine years old and they had their appendix taken out. And, you know, uh, I, would, I would imagine that you have to take an appendix out for some reason or other, but evidently the guy who took it out was having a hard time getting his words to go together because he was really drunk. And, you know, but, hey, the doctor was there. The surgery had to be done. I said, well, they did it. You know, okay. And, uh, you know, and this, and this lady's been dealing with 
that botched surgery ever since. Well, Patrick, that brings up a good question because you mentioned nine-year-old kids. My neighbor years ago was 11, and they had appendicitis and had to have it taken out. So do any of you guys, Richard, uh, what's the cause of appendicitis? I mean, well, I, uh, I had a, one of the youngest kids you ever had. I diagnosed appendicitis in a two-year-old. And uh, it's it's uh, it's just uh, it just happens. It, it's a germ gets into the appendix and it gets infected and it can't get out. And there's no it's, you know it's going to drain out into the abdomen. Give you peritonitis unless you take care of it. Yeah, we're going to be off in a couple of seconds. I Head think stands. one of the yeah the uh, what if you want to know what one of the causes early causes of uh, appendicitis or any of the lower GI problems is moms and dads don't teach their kids how to poop. Yep. There's actually about 12 causes, but a lot of them can be if you just mechanically move them with a headstand or other ways of moving the intestines, you can actually get them out of there. In fact, using an olive oil enema and the, using martial arts pressure on the abdomen, you can take that stuff right out of there. There's no need for We're an appendectomy. If you stick your head in the toilet, aren't you going to drown? <laughs> you have to do the enema with the uh, olive oil because that seals the appendix so that you can clear it. It's, it's physics. works every time. They used to do it 100 years ago, but now they don't do it because there's more money in knives and cutting people mm. open mm. and drugs. And war. And aesthetics yeah. and, and war. Yeah, there you go. A lot more money. I, I want to thank everybody who's joined us tonight. And next week we may have Corky on the show, uh, and we may have another guest, a secret guest. Uh, Bo Greitz is always welcome to come on the show. And, and if he doesn't come on the show, we can at least mention that we keep offering him for him to come on the show, and that way we can pretend he's supporting us. How's that? How's, now, how's that by implication? Good, good. Um, be, you know, because he is taking sulfur and evidently hasn't died. So, you know, everybody is, this election is our responsibility. Don't duck the responsibility. I am. I'm not voting. <laughs> well, that's that's your choice. That's a vote. So we'll see you next week. See you next week. Tally-ho, tally-ho, all. Blue skies. Thank you, Sean. All right, everyone. Thank you, Frank.
The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. The NSA is God we trust or the CIA. 
Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Thursday, September 15th, 2016. It is about seven and a half minutes after 8 p.m. Pacific Time. If that's when it is where you're at, we're live. 800-932-1980. That is the call-in number, 800-932-1980. You can call in, you can get on the air, but you don't have to because you can participate in the show by simply going to our website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. 
you'll see the chat link there. It's called ABRN Chat. It's pretty close to the top of the menu, and you just click on that, sign in, and if you don't have a username and a password, you're going to have to email me. Uh, that's not my choice. That's just the way uh, it worked out because, you know, spammers out there, once I put the automatic registration, it wasn't three days before we started getting 800 bogus uh, registrations uh, a day. Okay? Well, you might think, well, what's the big deal? Who cares if they register? Well, what it is, it, it it's a constant thing that puts a pressure on the server. Okay? It runs traffic through the server and tries, it, it's an attempt to try to get people's sites shut down. All right? That's what it is. It's one of those little dirty trick things. It's because, think about it, folks, there is no other reason for a spammer to do anything like that. It is like a uh, denial-of-service attack. You know, I mean, that's all it is. So uh, I tried to put a thing in place that said, oh, yeah, this will protect you. Well, you know, it didn't. So we had to uh, just figure out something else. And the best thing to figure out was just, hey, send me an email. Tell me what you want your uh, username to be, and you shall have it. Anyway, that's it. That's all you got to do. Uh, should probably go look and see if anybody's even in there. There's a couple people in there. You can talk to them and me. Well, not really me so much. I can read what you write, but I can't really reply except on the air, which I'll do that. If I'm looking at it, which, uh, you know, if I'm in the middle of an article or something, I probably am not. Oh, uh, let's see. What else? Yeah, you know, I should run through all the uh, places AVR is on. Obviously, the Internet. You know, we have seven different streams, five on AVR1, two on AVR2. Uh, well, like during this show, if you don't like what I'm saying, you can go listen to Pastor Ernie Sanders on AVR too. You know that's uh, you know that's that. Uh, we're on KU Band Satellite. Uh, we're simulcasting on YouTube, simulcasting on Facebook, which I call Fedbook. Uh, we're on the Receiver platform, which uh, the Wi-Fi radios operate off of if you don't know anything about them they're pretty cool you know if you don't want to just set up a laptop you know and the concept of these radios kind of came up before everybody had a laptop everybody had desktops and these things look exactly like radios old style radios they're they're actually pretty cool they're fashionable and they're and they work and they're cool you know uh they look just like a, a radio you can get old-style-looking ones. You can get modern-looking ones. But what they are, uh, if you have a Wi-Fi in your house or, you know, anywhere that you have, you know, access to Wi-Fi, just plug this radio in and, boom, it, it'll pick up the Wi-Fi and it uses the Receiva database as all the radio stations that are pre-programmed into there. Now, you can go, if you know the, you know, the, you know, the, uh, stream address of a stream you can just put it manually in your radio but they have a directory we're on it 
and so the Wi-Fi radios, they're pretty cool. You can also plug this radio straight into your Internet connection if you don't have Wi-Fi. You know, and, and basically it's a radio-looking thing that does Internet radio. And it's really simple. It, 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 you know what, folks? It is a great, great gift for, say, Grandma, who has Internet and she doesn't know why, except, you know, okay, my grandkids send me emails, right? She don't know nothing else about the computer except how to check her email. I know a lot of you out there might laugh, but there are many, many people in this country, okay, millions, that that's where they're at. They don't want to know. They don't know. They're not interested in knowing anything more about the Internet or computers than that. Great gift for them. You know, not such a great gift if somebody doesn't even have Internet, so then, you know, that wouldn't work. But it's a pretty good gift. I think it's a real cool thing. We're on it. A radio guide, which is a directory. Uh, tune in, of course, that has the uh, mobile apps that people can use to pick up AVR. Uh, you don't have to anymore because we are mobile compliant, and our website works pretty good on uh, mobile devices. So you can do that, and I don't know, I'm pro oh, local FMs, I don't want to leave out the micro-broadcasters all around the country. I have no idea how many there are. I think there's less now than there were, say, 10 years ago, but I don't know that for a fact. Uh, I know of, uh, I'd say, between 8 and 10 that play AVR all the time. And then there's a bunch of others that just pick, you know, cherry-pick shows that they like on AVR, and then they'll go to another network, and they'll pick, you know, those shows. Those are people that are actively working their, you know, their station, which is cool, because then those people get get the owner of that station's perspective of, okay, look, I like these shows, so here they are, you know, being a program director, basically, so... We really do appreciate the micro-broadcasters out there. I really wish more people would get into it, but I understand there is a certain amount of risk. At, because, look, <laughs> I had a conversation today with somebody uh, in it that knows, and uh, we were talking about it, that, you know, there's been a lot of disinformation, like always. Uh, people will say, well, all you got to do is this, all you got to do is that, and then you'll be compliant. Well, I got news for you folks. I've read all the FCC pertinent laws on micro-broadcasting or low-power FM, as they call it, and I'll tell you something. If you are unlicensed, there is no way you can comply with their rules and run a low-power FM station. It's just that simple. You know, they can they can say, oh, well, yeah, you can. If, oh, no, no, you can't. Okay? No, you cannot. But, and I'll, I'll just put this out here for free, that the fact is some states do have regulations about radio broadcasting, but I'm not so sure they have the authority to actually enforce anything, because if they do, well, then I guess the states of the union really ought to start enforcing their southern borders, like Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas, California. Screw the federal government. Just do it yourself. I mean, because 
if you can write laws superseding the FCC and just go running around, uh, you know, uh, putting your fingers in their supposed pie, then, hey, but it really isn't because the FCC, and this is the trick, folks, and, and this is the trick with any federal law. What's the federal nexus? Okay? For instance, with FM broadcasting, FM doesn't go very far. Okay? It really doesn't. Mountains, it doesn't go over mountains. AM does. Now, with an AM station, you could theoretically be in the middle of, say, Texas and have your broadcast actually cross the state line of Texas into another state. And by the way, folks, the FCC's authority and the whole the whole group of, you know, laws and everything that's grown out of them actually, and this is kind of interesting, grew out of an international treaty with Mexico. How many of you knew that? Well, what was the international treaty about? Well, it was to regulate AM radio because uh well, there was no FM radio at the time. Okay, and AM radio is actually shortwave. Oh, they've got these clear channels before, well, clear channel's not called clear channel anymore. They changed their name to something a little more friendly like iHeartRadio. Ooh, isn't that sweet? Yeah, it's clear channel, the monster that destroyed broadcast radio, okay? But now it's got lipstick on it. Ooh, I heart. Oh, isn't that nice? Unbelievable. That's like Blackwater. Oh, no, we're XO. Oh, no, we're Affinity. Oh, no, we're ISIS. Oh, no, well, did I say that out loud? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. But, so, AM radio starts to become popular. Mexico gets stations. The United States gets stations. And, gee golly, because... The radio waves of AM go so far, there was a problem. Okay, somebody in Alabama decides, I'm going to be on uh, 880. Somebody in Oklahoma says, I'm going to be on 880. Somebody in Mexico says, I'm going to be on 880. Somebody in California says, I'm going to use 880 as my frequency, too. And they all decide to start blasting out 100,000 watts, and guess what's happening? There are, there's crossover everywhere. And nobody, if they tune into 880, they're going to hear four different things all at once. Or they're going to hear static because they've all canceled each other out. Well, you know, the government's decided, well, that's not acceptable, this Technology will never grow under these circumstances. Uh, this is destroying any kind of commercial success that it might have. So we need a treaty. So they've got a treaty with Mexico and said, okay, look, we're going we're gonna to assign frequencies to radio stations, and that way there will be none of that. And that's what they did. And, of course, the United States created the... Federal Communications Commission in order to enforce that international treaty. All right, so, all right, that you know, that all makes sense, right? This is not 
even sounding like evil, destructive, going to kill everybody government, does it? No, it, it actually makes sense. Wait a minute. How did the government get involved with something that makes sense? Well, they fixed that because then they started growing and getting bigger and deciding, well, let's regulate this. Well, let's regulate that. Well, let's regulate between the state. Well, let's regulate inside the state. Uh-oh. Because, you see, all that made sense. Because, like I said, if you've got an AM station, your, your, your signal can theoretically, under certain conditions, go thousands of miles. Okay? It works different than FM. FM is basically line of sight. Okay, it doesn't, no matter how much power you put to it, it will not go around the curvature of the Earth. No matter how much power you put to an FM signal, it will not go through a mountain or over a mountain. All right? Just won't happen. And even if you're, well, if you're on the flatland, no matter how much power you put to it, that FM signal only has a maximum distance. Now, I don't have that in front of me, but anyway, AM doesn't. It'll go, it'll bounce all around, you know, completely around the earth. So FM comes up. And the FCC says, well, you know, it's radio. We're going to regulate that too. All right. And if you've got an FM station within, say, I'm even going to go crazy. All right. And say 50 miles. Most FM stations can't go 50 miles. Now, you might say, wait a minute, I live in an area and I get this station. Yeah, what they use is they use uh, transponders is what they call them. Well, what they are is low-power FMs. And this is how the FCC, the low-power FM license was supposed to be for low-power radio stations. But the corporate scumbags that own all these radio stations, these radio, like the clear channels of the world, what they did was they decided, oh, and the FCC says, well, the only fair way to do this is not a lottery for free, or look, everybody pays $100 for your, uh, for your license, right, for your low-power license, and we're going to have a lottery. And if you win the lottery, you pay the 100 bucks, you get the license. No. They decided the only fair way to do it is to have an auction where Clear Channel can walk in and say, I bid $100,000 for that license. And everybody sits there staring at the wall going, holy shit, $100,000, are you crazy? And what they do, they get these low-power licenses, and they put up a, what they call a transponder. And what they do is they feed, they put it on the edge of their signal, from their main tower, they suck it up, meaning they put an antenna out and just bring in their transmission like you do, and then they rebroadcast it or simulcast it back out of a low-power transmitter. And that way they extend their distance and they get into places where they wouldn't normally be. And that's how the FCC decided to lock out individual Americans from having low-power FM stations is by making it an auction to where only the corporations can afford these licenses. Anyway, so they do this, right? And it's like, all right, if you're in the middle of a state 
and you've got a little low-power FM, there is no way your signal is going across state lines. There is no way there is any federal nexus of jurisdiction there. Unless, unless, now listen, the government comes in and doesn't tell you this, but is operating on the uh, presumption that, well, you are a U.S. person. You are a U.S. person, and that makes you under the jurisdiction of the United States government and U.S. law, which means if you, the U.S. person, is operating or have on your property, being a U.S. person owns it, it is now U.S. property under U.S. jurisdiction, oh, here we are to, to bust up your stuff and fine you and maybe throw you in jail. Well, but if you're not a U.S. person and your signal is not crossing state lines, they don't have any jurisdiction. I'm telling you, folks. Oh, they'll say, oh, that's not, oh, yeah, it is. And it counts for every federal law, folks. Federal law has no jurisdiction within the borders of a state of the union. Unless a U.S. person is doing the deed, whatever it is. Or you don't specifically claim that, look, I am not in one of your territories or one of your military districts or one of your whatever kind of districts or pretend place you've set up. I am in one of the states of the, one of the several states of the perpetual union. I am not a U.S. person, and my signal is not crossing state lines. Where's your jurisdiction? They don't have it. Now, I do not encourage, uh, you know, disorder when it comes to radio. It, it is a good idea to not allow different frequencies to be, you know, just, oh, yeah, go ahead, pick whatever. Everybody can have the same frequency. But, like I say, if you're, you know, basically, if you're 20 miles, 25 miles away from uh, uh, even a high-power FM station, you're not going to interfere with them even if you're on the same thing. Now, they may they may stomp on you, but it's not good for anybody. And, and when they say, well, we have to because these low powers will interfere with all the radio, oh, that's so bogus. You know, you'd have to be next door to somebody to interfere with their ability to get that radio station. You really would because you're a low power, they're high power. Guess who wins that? Yeah. Anyway, so that, that that's just an interesting thing. But you know what, folks? Look, I hear a lot of patriots out there you know, talking pretty big about what they're going to do and how they're going to be and this and that and the other thing. You know, and I, I do myself, but I don't worry about it because, see, I know. Because why I know? Because what I tell you, I've already done. Okay? So I know how I will react in certain circumstances because I've been in those certain circumstances. And that's something people need to understand. This is why people train, all right? Now, granted, training is not the same as the real thing. 
but you won't know that until the real thing rolls around. But I'll tell you, training is a good thing. It at least gives you a little clue about, okay, this is how it's going to be. Oh, okay, this is how I'm going to feel about it. This is how I'm going to act. This is how I'm going to react. See, because if you've never been in a situation, whatever it is, I don't care if it's a violent, you know, situation on the street or or just, I don't know, uh, meeting, meeting a fabulously pretty celebrity or something. If you've never done it before, you really don't know how you're going to react until you do. You may think, well, this is how I'd like to do it. This is what I'd like to act like. This is what I'd like to say. How many times in your life have you walked away from a, a, a situation you didn't realize was going to happen? It had never happened before, but there you are, and boom, it's there it is, and this is over, and you walk away thinking, gosh, I wish I would have said this. Gosh, I wish I would have said that. Gosh, I wish I would have done this. Yeah. How many times have we all done that? Because we don't ever know how we're going to react in a situation that we've never been in before. But if you've been in a situation time and time again, and you always react the same way, you can pretty much figure that, well, you know, if that happens again, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is how I'm going to be. Because, well, it's happened before, and this is how I was. So I'll probably do that again. Unless it worked out really bad, then you maybe want to change that plan. But, you know, this is just how it is. You know, but, I mean, oh, yeah, you're gonna, we're, we're all going to go and get in this big fight with the federal government. We're going yeah, to show them, and we're going to do this. We're, oh, yeah, really, tough guy? You're the one that, okay, put up a micro-broadcasting station. Oh, oh, what? Oh, well, isn't that illegal? Won't TMCC come and get me? Won't they, won't they send me nasty letters and threaten me? What? I thought you were the guy that was going to take back America, dude. And you're scared to put up a radio transmitter? Ooh. Wow. Shall we call you Rambo now or later? This is what I'm saying, folks. Look, there's a lot of things you can do, and it's by yourself. Are you going to change the world? You're going to make a huge difference? Well, you might. You never know. Because, like I say, you don't know who's going to listen to your station. You don't know who's going to be the one to say, okay, you know what? I listen to this. I'm doing something about it. And they may get out there and change the world based on something they heard on your broadcast. You have no idea. But you know what, folks? If you're too scared to do a put a bumper sticker on your car, too scared to put a transmitter at your house or somewhere, you know, some remote location because you might get in trouble, or or to do anything else because you're scared, don't tell me about taking back America, all right? Because if you think that we're going to take back America with by because we just say, hey, look, look, look. Look, look, there's 20,000 of us, and we say we want America back. Oh, really? Well, wouldn't that be nice if that's all we had to do? Those days are over. Those days were never here. You think people didn't do that in the 50s and the 60s? 
They did. Look what happened. Look where we are. How'd that work out? Bad news. And this is bad news. But the ones in charge who have put us in this mess, who have brought us to the brink of destruction and annihilation, need to be killed. They need to be disappeared. They need to leave this planet. Chances are they're not going to do it voluntarily. So they're going to need a little help. And that's the sad truth of it. And you know what? A bunch of us could get killed trying to do that. But hey, you know what? We're all going to die eventually anyway. Might as well die in a good cause actually trying to do something, huh? Anyways, speaking of a good cause, we've got to take a break. We'll be back in a bit.
realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
right, we're back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. And uh, it's still Thursday, September 15th, 2016, and uh, about 8.44 and a half out here on the Pacific Time Coast. And uh bet you don't know those bands, huh? <laughs> Well, anyway, yeah, they're a little obscure. The The first song was uh, headed for Texas, and it's by a band named The Flamin' Groovies. It's a 60s thing. I guess flamin' meant something different back in that day, huh? Hmm. Anyway, the second one there is uh, the Leslie West Band. So there you have it. All right, what else? 800-932-1980. If you want to call into the show, get on the air, yada, yada, yada. You can also participate by going in the uh, chat room, which is located on our website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. And we do have other, other uh, what you call it, addresses, but they all point to those two sites. And those two sites are different, uh, though. Those of you that are really, really paying attention out there, you noticed yesterday, or half of today, too, well, last half of yesterday and half of today, uh, they were not the same. The front page wasn't the same, because I, I've made some updates, and I do one at a time, and, you know, I got one done, and then uh, the day came to an end. And they weren't major changes, nothing important, just mostly cosmetic. So I did the rest, uh, I did the other site, you know, today. So now they're now they're the same again, but uh, they weren't for a little while if you're paying attention. They are different sites, and the reason for that is because they're in different companies, different parts of, uh, actually different parts of the world. And uh, the reasoning behind that is that, well, hey, if one goes down, maybe the other one won't. You know, just a thought. All right, let's get to some things and stuff. Enough of my bloviation. I'll uh, get to some actual news. This is, uh, I don't know if this is good, bad, or ugly. I'm going with ugly, but... uh, You've heard of Bayer, right? Yeah, well, Bayer now confirms $66 billion Monsanto takeover. Oh, boy, isn't that great? Now we've got, instead of Monsanto, now we have the Nazis running the chemical food industry. Woohoo! German chemical giant Bayer, who was part of IG Farben, by the way, who basically made Nazi Germany possible, uh, has confirmed its record-breaking $66 billion. Now, isn't it not 65.5, not 67.1? No, no, $66 billion. I wonder why. Uh, what, you know, does it have to be 66? Did Monsanto say no? There has to be a lot of sixes in this or else we're not going to do it because, after all, we are Monsatan of Satan. And, uh, you know, if you want to do business with Satan, you're going to have to use his money, his numbers. His, anyway, chem, German chemical giant Bayer has confirmed its record-breaking $66 billion takeover of GM Seeds Business Monsanto, a deal that would create the world's biggest seeds 
and pesticide company. Monsanto is known for its genetically modified, modified seeds for crops. The use of such seeds is widespread in the U.S., but plans to introduce these into Europe have prompted fierce protests by people who don't have their heads stuffed up there. Uh, well, they say by environmental activists. Uh-huh. Professor John Conley of Warwick Business School said Bayer's acquisition of Frankenstein crop producer Monsanto could be a horror story for both Bayer and its customers, the farmers. They still push this crap. Bayer said feeding the world's population was a massive challenge. Yeah, okay, that's a great little, you know, because of why population growth will... Okay, here's a couple of facts you might want to consider, folks. For one, after three years, GMO crops have consistently across the board underproduced regularly uh, natural, even hybrid seeds, okay? You get that? After three years, they underproduce natural, even hybrid seeds. So you get, you know, three years. Well, you get two years, basically, of, oh, boy, aren't these GMOs great? Look at all the extra crop I'm getting. Second year, oh, well, I'm not getting as much more, but I'm still getting more. Third year, you're about breaking even with the regular seeds. And your fourth year, you are now underproducing from regular seeds. Did you know that? Did you also know that while everybody's got this idea in their head because they got it pounded through their freaking head at school that, oh, my God, the world population is exploding. We're all going to die. There's not going to be any room. We're all going to die. Did I mention we're all going to die? As if that's supposed to be a surprise to anybody that we're all going to die. But, I mean, guess what the real thing is? The world population is shrinking. Yeah, hey, are you having a a mind fart there or something? You're having a reset? What? What? What did he say? Yeah, that's right. The world population is actually shrinking. We're not exploding. We don't have an exploding population. It's just a lie. Yes, we had population increase for a few decades, but it's tapered off and going the opposite direction now. I guess I guess all those vaccine programs are actually working just the way old Bill uh, Gates would like them to, huh? Here's how petty and stupid, well, petty, and they think everybody else is stupid, like we're all going to go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald Trump Jr., the son of GOP presidential nominee Donald Trump, was blasted Thursday for make, making what many took to be an unseemly Holocaust reference while defending his father. You know, no, not many, just a few spin doctors out there that are just looking for every little thing that anybody attached to the Trump campaign says that they can twist into something horrible. What did he say? Well, Trump Jr. accused the media of propping up Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton. Okay, who out there, listen, folks, this is not even an argument anymore. 
the news media has admitted that they support Hillary Clinton. They are against Donald Trump. All right? And they're not making any bones about it. They have admitted it, that they're throwing their journalistic integrity into the trash heap, and they are going full-fledged propaganda campaigning for Hillary Clinton. Screw this unbiased, just give me the facts, ma'am, crap. Uh Uh-uh. The media will have no part of that, and they have admitted it. It isn't even anything up for discussion, you stinking liberal lying pigs. So, what he said after that was, and that the Democratic National Committee, adding that they, meaning the Democratic National Committee and the media, quote, they'd be warming up the gas chamber if Republicans acted as Democrats had. Without the media, this wouldn't even be a contest, but the media has built her up. They've let her slide on every indiscrepancy, on every lie, on every DNC game, trying to get Bernie Sanders out of this thing, Donald J. Trump told Philadelphia radio station Wednesday. If Republicans were doing that, they'd be warming up the gas chamber right now. And he is absolutely right. He was roundly criticized for the remark. The anti-defamation bunch of lying Jew bastards which seeks to fight anti-Semitism, called out Trump Jr. for making what it called Holocaust jokes. (laughs) You know what the big joke about the Holocaust is? It didn't happen. Okay? And I'm not saying no Jews died or nobody died. A lot of people died. 20 million people died, okay? So, yeah, you want to call that a Holocaust? Fine, we can call that a holocaust. I call it war, all right? No six million Jews got killed. More like 600,000. Now, that's a lot. You can say, well, that's a holocaust, and I'd have to agree. Well, yeah, okay. But no, when you call, when you just keep hammering six million and say, well, and if you don't agree with six million, you're a denier. You're going to have to go to jail in Canada or Germany. Oh, yeah, well, screw you. Anyway, trivialization of the Holocaust in gas chambers is never okay. Oh, really? Well, guess what? Is that what you think when he said that? No. Trump told MSNBC that when he said gas chamber, he was referring to corporal punishment, not the Holocaust. You know, what would they say if he said firing squad, or they'd be warming up the electric chair? You know, I mean, what? Oh, so now we say gas chamber, and right away, oh, oh, hey, wait a minute. Are are the states that still execute people in a gas chamber, are they making fun of, are they Nazis? Maybe they're Nazis. Let's ask the ADL lion Jew bastards, huh? Let's ask them. I'm sure they won't say, oh, no, no, that's different. Really? Why? They call it a gas chamber. They actually kill people in it. Isn't that diminishing your suffering? Nah, I'm just sick of it, man. I'm sick of so many lies, man. The FBI is trying to build legal cases against Russian hackers. Of course they are. And you know what they'll do? They will manufacture evidence if they have to, just like they will against you or me or anybody else. The FBI, another bunch of lying bastards. 
as we see from their chief lion bastard, who let Hillary Clinton slide because, well, he just made up laws. Here's something to think about. Solar storms could crash U.S. upper Midwest power grid. Well, and if that happens, folks, the whole thing goes down because it's all connected. Yeah, they say, oh, well, yeah, we have stop gaps between these grids and those grids. Not really. I mean, kind of, but not really. Well, here we go. Another billionaire warning of catastrophic depths not seen in 5,000 years and emphasizes, uh, maybe you ought to get gold. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. That'd be good. I don't have time for this uh, right now because I got like two minutes left, but uh, I got a list here of 18 years of Hillary's medical problems in one list. Yeah, it, it goes on and on. Now, here's something that the Democrats like to say, and I want you to think about this. It'll be the last thing I get to say. But they say, oh, well, you know, um, Hillary Clinton's released her medical uh, uh, things, uh, a statement, and, and Donald Trump did, too. And But uh, they go, well, you know, Hillary Clinton's has more details in it than Donald Trump's. But here's the trick, folks. Uh, when Donald Trump gets the whole deal, he's going to release the whole thing, he said. But here's the real important thing. Donald Trump's physical was conducted by a third-party doctor, okay? Not his own personal doctor, a third-party doctor. Hillary Clinton's little letter that, no, she's really fine, is from her own personal physician. Gee, hmm, uh, let's think about that for a minute. Who do you work for? Yeah, you work for who pays you. Who pays Hillary Clinton's personal doctor? Hillary Clinton does. Who does the doctor work for? Hillary Clinton. What do you think she's going to say? She's going to say whatever Hillary Clinton tells her to say. So, you can take that with a grain of salt. Anyway, that's it for tonight. Thanks for listening. Coming up next is Governor America. Now, if you miss Governor America on Saturday morning... On AVR2 at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. You can listen to it right now. This is when I listen to it because 8 a.m. Saturday morning, uh, I'm not listening to anything. But I do listen to it now, and it will be coming up next. Thanks for listening. Give it a listen.